Welcome to Sack Up, news for 20-somethings by 20-somethings, where we cover everything from politics to the economy to video games. I am Steve, and with me here today, coming in at a weight of two grizzly bears, Addison Waldo! That's me. And all the way from Minot, North Dakota, our bumfuck nowhere political correspondents, decrying the great battle chant of Minot, Why Not Minot? Kenneth Zoo! <laughs> Hello. Alright, what's up? Welcome hey, to we... my dumpster. <laughs> God, you and your freaking accent, Steve. I try. I want to. They, they put a smirk on my face. I had thought about learning a different one for every intro each week, like just doing a you different do impression. Zoidberg for next week. Oh, and my Zoidberg's not that great. Some rotten shrimp for Zoidberg? <laughs> I'm just not that good at, like, the Jewy, like, old man. Because like, that's what he is. He's literally, like, an old tr- He's Jew. He's not an old Jewy. He's just, like, a super New Yorky, New York Jew. Yeah, like a Hasidic right. Jew from New York. <laughs> yeah, with his... A Jew York. Good, like, yeah. His, his battle, his, like, battle <laughs> ornament that comes up. <laughs> All right. Still the best character on that show. Um, Let's see. Oh, I was going to go through what we were going to talk about specifically, but that's okay. We'll get there. Uh, so let's talk about weeks and how they went. Starting with you, Kenneth, our core political correspondent from Minot. Well, not much to say here. I'm in my, like as you were saying, you know, fucking nowhere Minot. And it is literally the most backwater place I've ever been to in my life. It's got one giant road that goes down the street, and everything else is just plains of crap and oil. So... Ladies and gentlemen, this coming from a man born in Tennessee. Born in Chicago, true. thank you very much. Born lived in Chicago, in lived in Tennessee. Of time. Eh, at it's least, still bad enough. At least the place I lived in in Tennessee was a college town. And college towns at least yeah. have movie theaters. <laughs> Check this out. Check this out. Minot, North Dakota has a single movie theater with six theaters. It is attached to the mall here. And I was told that people actually come to Minot, North Dakota from the surrounding areas to shop because it is the only mall within like a 2,000 mile radius Jeez. or some shit like that. So there's, there's, no, there's, there new, there's no movie theater in Minot? No, there is. There's a, there's a there's single one, movie theater. But people from the, the surrounding swamp people come to Minot because their swamp town doesn't have a movie theater. Or it has like an old time like... like <laughs> There's just no, like, shop. Like, they have the largest shopping center in the area. So people take, like, trips out here to Minot to go, Day trip like, to Minot. Hey, guys, go to the, let's go to the mall. Let's go buy is, some more, like, hunting rifles and big boots because the snow is so heavy. Is Minot the uh, capital of North Dakota, or is it just a, a pop? A, isn't that Fargo? Oh, yeah, probably. It's, I wonder what Fargo must be like if Minot is the shopping center. It's probably just, like, two Minots. You know? <laughs> One Minot next to another Minot with yeah. a linking road. Yeah, Maybe someone from uh, Fargo can email us and give us an expose about your nowhere town. Yeah. I will say my hotel is actually exceedingly nice. For some reason, there is a Hyatt here, and it is basically like a, it's a super nice hotel. It's got all the amenities of a normal Hyatt, but it's like apartment style. So, and they have breakfast every day. I'm kind of getting used to eating bacon every day for breakfast. It's oh, kind yeah. of enjoyable. Remind me, Steve, to show you the bacon I bought from the store like a week ago because it is 80% fat there's literally one oh. tiny strip of meat in the middle and the, like when I took it out of the bag to make some, make some bacon last night 
I like accidentally ripped the bottom fat part off, and it was like holding a fist of fat. It was <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually don't like that. I like it when the bacon's like sixty that, forty. That's so my like, thing. Is I would I'd rather like, have more like bacon 70, meat. 30. But this just is going to mean my ramen's going to be awesome. Do you have thick cut? Did you get the thick? I cut got stuff? thick cut. Thick cut so bacon. It's... I don't know when they introduced thick cut bacon to the market. But, they but it is smart the though. best bacon oh, because best it's like $7 compared to like the $4 of regular bacon, but it's so thick and delicious. So like, I'll pay that $7 if you I'm bacon You know what I've actually found time. is like, well, so the bacon that's in packs like the, that you get in the, the freezer aisle or whatever, or the refrigerator aisle, like mm-hmm. I find, I find my, I get what Addison gets where it's just like a ton of fat on it. But if you, you actually like get the, the deli, if you go to the deli, yeah. yeah, where they like already have it cut for that day. Like you have to, you have to make sure. Sometimes the the bacon out there looks a little brown at times. It's probably been sitting too long. But if you get it when it's like fresh, oh, that shit's so good. Is it is it oh, more expensive or less good. expensive at the deli? It's less it's less expensive. Yeah. Oh, not by much, but wait. it's still less expensive. I've never thought about I've never thought about getting bacon at the deli. I get I get all my meats there, like my fucking like salami, pepperoni, ham. Exactly. If you go there, it's the same thing. The deli. So it's hmm. good. I do. It's nice. and I, I find that the meat's a little leaner too, which I like. Fuck, I love bacon, but I don't want to be eating fucking pure fat. I want to... I want to hunt rabbits and just eat fucking rabbits. Can you imagine? So, what you're saying, Addison, if you want to come to Minot, North Dakota, where all they do for fun is shoot things. No, dude. I can... If I had to, I could hunt rabbits outside of my work. Like, there's a, a preserve thing that runs through the middle of my work that has a whole, like, rabbit colony... There's, I saw twenty rabbit babies. Out Holy there. shit! Yeah, and then there's the, like four or five adults. That, and then in like three weeks, it's gonna be tw- like each rabbit baby is gonna have twenty rabbit. Well, babies. no, that's the thing is they don't live, they don't survive there. No. <laughs> there's a what? lot of a lot of cats. There's birds that kill them. Like you'll what see my, rabbit carcasses there. All the shit. Also. One of my coworkers went on a run like the other day, just outside of the like hotel, and freaking like ran into a just a deer or not a deer, like a buck. Like and he he's was, still a deer. Did he like run into it? As in he he feel, bumped into it or he ran female? his car into it? No, a deer is the type of animal, and then you have a doe, doe or a buck. buck or a fawn. I wasn't sure. If, I wasn't sure if a doe was a young, just like a young female deer, just no. like a colt is a young male horse. Doe, a deer, a female deer, as we yeah. know from the sound of music. I think that's I don't I listen to that crap, so I wouldn't know. I just know that because I've looked up killing them, yeah, and <laughs> cleaning them. That's ways. Is it better the, to have a fawn? But the, or but the wildlife here? is strong out here, so... Well, it depends they, on what your... Plus, it's freaking... I guess, like, literally, like, the hobby of choice here is to just go out with your gun and shoot things. Yep. That doesn't surprise me. That's why I want to make a lot of money very quickly. Move to Minot, North Dakota, live out my days there. I feel a little less manly. Everyone here, like, every male is just, like, this just big like pink and filled with hair and all they are. I don't know. It's just like designed to survive welcome, in the welcome wilderness. Welcome to Northern Men. Now you know where I get it from. Yeah. It's just, it's just literally like I'm sitting here going like, man, like I shouldn't, you know, be prejudiced and have stereotypes in my head. Fuck. This place is the exact, exactly the stereotype I had in my head. Just like backwater, like burl, like just, oh, I feel like I'm out of place here. And I, I am the only Asian man within like a freaking thousand mile radius, I swear. You didn't bring any other Asian people with you from KPMG? No. Damn. I brought a Russian, a white man from California, and an Asian man. So. Do they, um, do the locals wear like ca- like uh, camouflage hats? A lot of them do. With, it's like, just like, like every. All, you don't need the camo like, when you're in the mall. 
It's really weird because like the place I'm, I'm working at, the client I'm at, like there's like 50 people there in like, their accounting department and they're all women. Like every single one of them is just all women and they're all like between like 20 and 35 and they're all married. It's like ridiculous that all they're all the same. Well, yeah, all their men all are out either working on oil rigs or hunting food for the family. Welcome to Northern Yeah, so literally every guy Damn. here. Like you think we have a bad, like fucking... Something to know about me is I hate trucks. I hate those huge ass trucks yeah. that are freaking they take dumb. up way too much space. They're so large. Compensated so truck that has sixty exactly. I am looking out my window right now, and in the parking lot there are literally there's like thirty spots. Literally twenty eight of them are those fucking huge ass trucks. Everyone here drives a huge ass truck. It is just I, I'm well, in like my worst nightmare. I will say. I can see the benefit to those vehicles if you have to drive through snow and ice because I'd rather have something heavier than lighter. But there's no, there will, you will never, never convince me that six tires is reasonable to have on yes. a civilian vehicle. Thank you. I was just thinking <laughs> about you, that. If you the are the day. kind of person that has dualies on the back, I don't want you listening to this show. <laughs> Go away. Get the fuck out. I like my thing is I understand in a place like Minot where. You know, the ki- the kind of vehicle you drive could determine whether or not you make it home to your family each night with your fucking <laughs> with your catch <laughs> to bring them food and salt and substance. So they get sheltered. But like what bothers me is like out here in Arizona yeah, there's... where there's not really a there's some reason to have a big truck because a lot some people go four wheeling, but like chicks Yes, but it's massive... not six wheeling. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> it's four wheeling. Or eight or eight wheeling. Like, like when I see a truck that is not obvious is obviously not designed for like off roading. It's just a stupid fucking huge truck designed to be stupid fuckingly huge. Like, and it's got like fucking bling all over it and stuff. Like truck nuts. Yeah, so dumb. So I, there's dumb. a woman at my work who parks like a couple spaces away from me who's got one of those raised dualies in the back trucks, and she's like five and a half feet tall. Yeah. Like, there's a ladder on the side that she pulls out to get like, into her fucking car. I'm and like, you yeah. are such an idiot. And I see, like, and, like, I, it's super, like, sexist, but, like, I see women who, like, driving those trucks, and I'm like, why do you need that truck? They just want the feeling of being be invincible. It's not, it's you not don't die women. It's, it's, anybody, it's anybody who's not in freaking construction that needs the truck the whole shit. Like, why do you yeah. need a vehicle that large other than to be like, I need it to boost my penis ego. Like, I drive, they're called compensator editions. Yeah. So like, yeah. I drive a truck, and it's a small little 1996 Toyota Tacoma, and if I had my choice, I'd drive a two-door coupe, but, you know, I have what I have, but, I mean, I'll, like, park next to people, and their truck is, like, five times what my truck is. Like, it's it's unreasonable. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, it's horrible, because the parking lot, like, I was driving to the hotel, and the parking lot, like, no, like, every other space can't be, like, parked in, because these trucks are so large that they spill over, you know? Yeah. So, imagine a whole parking lot. That's 50 spaces. Only 20 of them are usable because each car takes up three. Well, that's the life. thing. It just you sh- it's, and I never see them get a ticket. And that's completely ridiculous to me. You are not allowed to park in more than one space. If yeah. you do, you get a parking ticket. But that never happens to these never. jackasses. Never. Nope. Or people that just like... You see that they, like, pulled in, but they just pulled in diagonally into the spot. So, like, the front half of their cars or the back half of their car is sticking that's, to the other That's what happens to someone parks next to me at work, and I park perfectly straight because I'm crazily anal about making sure that happens. And some idiot just comes and drives in at, like, an angle, and so I can never leave for lunch. 
Yeah. I, even There have been times where he's parked so badly that I've had to wait for him to leave work for me to leave work. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. There are times when I pulled out my knife and had to, like, stop myself from slashing <laughs> from the slashing tires. the tires. Yeah. <laughs> I... Like, uh, at, at my work, there the parking lot, the spaces are really tight and small. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I'll see, like, people who fucking, like, parked over the line. And so, since my truck is so small, I will literally fold in the mirrors and just wedge myself <laughs> in there so that they can't get into their cars. <laughs> like, because I don't care if they'll fucking... Because my car is so old and dinged up. Like, I don't fucking care if, like, if they want to ram their door into it, they fucking can. I don't care. I bet if What's they gave your car, to actually make it look better. Yeah, it might. Cars well, it's funny too because like like with people in like huge trucks and stuff when you're driving, there's so much construction up around where I live right now, and so you're having to do a lot of lane merging because everything merges down to one lane. That's the thing. I don't know what you're talking about because I drive up there every day. And up Scottsdale? Do you go past McKellips? I go up to Papago. So, mm. so I go, you go up, up and across go west, the street right? from where you live. Really. And yes. you don't see the construction that's no, up there? The oh. only construction that I ever end up seeing is, like, at Curry, where it turns into Washington. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, well, but that's, like, maybe one lane. Maybe. Yeah. I well, mean, it's just different. I've had to deal with it for the last few weeks, since, and going east, too, on on, on uh, McDowell. That's the thing, so I never go east-west. I just drive up Scottsdale to Popco to get my Dutch bros drive yeah. south again to go to work. <laughs> but I have, like... I have started just like because i'm having to deal with this merging traffic so much like people you know like it's it's obvious that it's that the the lane is merging into one lane right uh, and you can see that up ahead so people drive all the way up to the front of the lane as far as, far as they can then and try to try jam themselves in fuck just merging early that's so, why there needs to be some serious like laxing of the rules for road rage because every time people do that i like put my hand on my car gun and i'm like no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no i can't time. do it it's not, not this worth time. it I, I literally will just, like, if so, if I see someone, like, trying to skip the line like that, like, just trying to go and merge as far as they can, or if they don't I let me merge in. get the fuck in yeah. their way. If they don't let me merge in, like, I'll just fucking ram my car in their car. I don't care. Like, I've come some, clo- like, gotten so close, there's, like, people who just keep pulling up, and I'm, I'm just like, fuck it. And I jam myself in the line, I'm like, hit my car. I don't care. Like, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing me a favor, motherfucker. Yeah. So, all right, Addison, how's your week? It was good. Just a lot of... We recently, like, moved our Nova software at work from open source license to proprietary. So I've had to meet with a fucking lawyer. Really? times to... Because there's, there's a lot of rules about doing that. Because we really want to have a proprietary version. We still have the open source version. You still go to GitHub and get it. Mm-hmm. But we want a proprietary version because, A, we need to make money off of it. And, B... That's where all of our support goes into. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the bug fixes we made for the last six months, all of the enhancements, everything, has gone into this separate branch that's not available to public. If you want it, you got to buy it. you got to yeah. buy a support package because we've had it be free for a long time. And it's spent, personally, I have spent a great deal of my own time, both at work and at home, helping people with their problems for this fucking open source project. And while that's great to be open source... I can't do it anymore. I don't. <laughs> I have my my time is precious to me. So, meeting with a lawyer, I got as you saw earlier new parts for my guns that I've been tinkering with, putting in, which I am just fucking love guns. <laughs> yeah, you're a big gun like modifier and tinkerer. Like, I just I want my guns to be 
as wonderful as they can be. Like, a lot of people, you'll read on, like, a forums or the Argun subreddit or whatever, will say, like, oh, just save the money you would put into it and get, like, a better AK, say. Yeah. Because right? I got a pretty midline AK. Like, I got... I got one of the first, like, AK brands that's come out a long time that's been reasonably cheap. Like, I think I got that for 550 bucks, but it's very good quality. Yeah. But for me, half the fun is, like, A, I don't have to put up all that money up front, so I can pick and choose, like, how much money I want to put into it, essentially. And actually doing the work is super fun. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't wait to have a house so I can have all my gun stuff in a shed in the back. Just tick, 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 Just tick, be in your shed, just like... It's yep. gonna be awesome. Yeah, very good. Are, are you playing anything right now? Any? Do you beat Dragon Age yet? No, I got. I'm at like the last part, but I have like a huge amount of the little things to do on the table. Mm-hmm. So I literally go in for five minutes, redeem all my quests, send the people out, shut it off. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I, I want to get all those done before I. I don't know if you can get them all done. You can. There's there's a limit. Some of them are repeatable, but most of them you can get. Well, yeah, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not doing the resource ones. I'm doing the stuff that has like story significance, or because every time you judge somebody, I don't know if you guys have done that yet. No. Like Alexius, when if you save him, he becomes your prisoner. When you go back to the um, fort, whose name escapes me right now, Skyhold. Yeah. You can go sit on the throne and you could judge people and do. So I, I told Alexius, you're gonna work for me now. You're going to help me make magical stuff to kill your god. And he's like, fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of people like that. So, yeah. But they every time you do that, they spawn a quest on the board. And then I've spawned just by like moving through two of the main quest sequences very quickly, like 20 other ones. So I'm just trying to get them all done. I still haven't gotten companion quests for some people that I want to do. But mostly, I was playing Company Heroes 2 last night, and that was a blast, and we should play that again. Oh my god, it's been a while. <laughs> but I, I've mainly just been playing Insurgency. Back to that? It's it's quick. I can get off for 15 minutes. Did they did they fix the thing with um, just the AI being, you know, basically just knowing where you are and mortaring you to death in every game, and like the freaking... I don't know, remember when we were playing, and they would just have those like half-track mortar dudes that would just come and just destroy everything we held dear? Yeah, I mean, they, they have and they haven't. If you can get... I think they have, like, AI profiles now. So, like, they just sort of choose a strat internally at the beginning and then play off of it. So last night I was playing a guy whose thing was, like, going really heavy infantry. And so I saw a lot of mortars, a lot of machine guns or whatever. But for me, I have, like, a general whose power is once I get two points, all my conscripts spawn with submachine guns, so I was just like, I will meet you in the head-on-head in the infantry battle with my dudes who have better guns than you. Nice. Well, well, I remember when we were playing, like, literally every game would be, alright, they would blitz us with just higher in production, then they would basically corner us with, like, mortar fire, and we would just slowly start to die until a certain point in the game where we just got enough oil to start making an armada of tanks, and we would just have so many tanks we were to overwhelm the enemy. Yeah, I mean, that was the the generic strategy. I I try not to do that just to have more fun with it. And they've actually came out with a a couple of expansion packs since then that are really cool. Like, they have, the in the newest one, Ardense Assault, it's literally like you, you play through battles, but you're playing through them on a big map. 
so even if you lose a battle, you don't lose the whole war. So you can like fight back strategic points and stuff. It looks really awesome. I want nice. to solve it again because <laughs> it's super awesome. But yeah, I haven't really doing much. What was the game that we played back in the day that I where I was the Greek? Are you brushing your teeth, Kenneth? No, I'm cooking a computer. Oh, weird. I thought I heard a brush. A toothbrush was like. <laughs> You know me. I got you to are thinking of reservations. Yes, <laughs> got to be able to seduce all my employers. You know? uh, rise, gotta... rise of nations. I just think that, that just reminds so me that me and Kenneth as the bulwark, and Steve in his corner making the Greek royal the Greek airports. royal airports. <laughs> oh man, classic. They they a we released that on Steam. It's like uh, ten bucks, I think. Yeah, but they come up with a new one too, aren't they? Resonations too. I don't. I have not heard anything about that. If that's true, then I am quitting work <laughs> to play Rise of Nations forever. For of I life. thought I read that somewhere. Like it was in no. Production. They were they were gonna do like a Rise of Nations HD super version that had some like enhancements and stuff, but because it showed up on the Steam store for like twenty seconds, mm-hmm. but it was an accident. So yeah, I don't see it. Rise of Nations, Rise of Legends is probably just an expansion. That's a, the, the mythological version of that game. May 19th, 2006. Such a good game. Yeah, I wish they'd make another one of those. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure the same people who make um, Company of Heroes make Rise of Nations Relic. Maybe. Is it Relic? So. No, sorry. Rise of Nations is big, huge games, and they don't exist anymore. Someone, someone bought the they map. Got, they got they sold the to Sierra? But I feel like they. I read somewhere saying that they were looking to make another Resonations. Well, they but... fucking better. I mean, it's still, like, the best RTS. Big, huge games published by Microsoft. Yeah, go, go click on Big, Huge really quick. I want to see who bought them. Do, do, do. THQ. THQ, no. that's right. And the they, 38 they, Studios. Yeah, they were purchased by 38 Studios. Uh, they got well. They went out of business too. So in 2009. Well, yeah, but they went out of business too. So who did? Uh, is it still with them? Oh, because no, no, they got re-revived. Make, huh? They got re-revived, or they got revived, basically. Because uh, they didn't get in 38 Studios making us of MLR. Remember that whole thing where, like, oh, yeah. the, the the city, like the city of Rhode, or the state of Rhode Island, basically just. Gave them all this money, like all this uh, public subsidized money, taxpayer money, to make this start their company, make this game, and we're like, they're like, this game is gonna be awesome. You'll get your return. Oh, <laughs> it failed. That miserably. did not happen. Well, then it actually did really well, but for a game, it's just like the returns they were looking for was just crazy unrealistic. Like it made like it sold like three hundred, you know, million copies or some shit. But so Ken, guess what the uh, successor to Rise of Nations is. It's called, I have no idea. It's called Dominations, and it's targeted to be a competitor for everyone's favorite shit game, Clash of Clans. Which oh, I've never played. It does, you, you don't have to play it to know it's bad. <laughs> it's a fucking free-to-play mobile rape game where they're just like, you want to actually have the ability to have fun, but I pay money. Yeah. Crap. Alright, so my week... Uh, What's up, Ken? Steve, we weren't talking about our weeks. Come on, bro. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go on. I was done. So uh, my week was uh, pretty good. I have just basically been in the middle of school, and it's you, you learning, you becoming wise. I'm learning stuff, computer science. Yeah, I've taken um, machine uh, assembly and machine language programming, learning <laughs> about uh, registers and 
and uh, load word instructions and store word instructions. And enjoy all that stuff you'll never need to know yeah. again. So, um, yeah, cl- like class has definitely been turning up, um, and I've been busier with that. But I got the podcast is now on iTunes, so whoever's listening to this will be listening to it on iTunes now. I sat down like last Sunday or Monday and I wrote like an, the I basically just wrote the XML file for it like I found an example online and just wrote one in was text it, pad uh, it was it the uh, the church podcast software thing no it is was, that the, the only I did see that one the, though that's the tutorial that I found when I was looking for doing stuff on S3 because I was like how do people just do this in general and it's like do you want to put the word of the lord on <laughs> iTunes <laughs> Here's the steps. XML. RSS. Or you meant for something better. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Is that XML the musical? That's Jesus in the digital age, bite by bite. So I, um, yeah, so I basically found this thing. It's called Podcast 411. And that was where, and I basically, they had like their whole XML file, and I just copied it over and changed all of our stuff to match. So the first episode is on iTunes, and then. Tomorrow, all of the episodes should be up on iTunes because I have to upload them to our S3 account and then get get them linked over. Um, and then I'm also planning on getting the uh, the finally sitting down and getting the Let's Play, our first Let's Play, cut up and get on and put on YouTube. Get that started. How yeah. are you? Did you guys ever get past the crazy like zombie? Or we didn't play last Tuesday. We didn't meet on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh. So you still haven't done that yet? I'm, I'm excited to see how you guys will do your way out of that dark situation. Yeah. And we'll how literally be get out by of running in circles until we can isolate one skeleton at a time. <laughs> Pretty much. Kill them and then run in circles again. Yeah. And we're going to have to try... We're literally going to just have to put it to yakety sex. Because it's going to be like an hour long boss battle. Yeah. Um... So the uh, the Super Bowl is here in Phoenix in our our humble our humble metropolis Glendale. Yeah, it's well, it's up in Glendale, but the uh, the main a lot of festivities are happening in Phoenix. So on the Tuesday night, Phoenix metropolitan area. And Tuesday night, I had to um, I had to go to a work meeting, which is why we didn't Addison and I didn't end up meeting to to work on the Let's Play. Um, but so yeah, Tuesday night I had to go to this meeting. For like four hours and basically the nfl purchased all of downtown phoenix yeah you, you were telling us about that. yeah so um i've been working those um i've been like working a few parties in downtown and then i've been working my regular job so i basically just working a crap ton tonight tonight i have to work from 7 p.m to 3 a.m for the post super bowl party in downtown phoenix that the nfl is throwing Jesus Christ! Um, so I well, met a few. Hopefully, you get paid. some big ass tips. Yeah, yeah I was well, gonna say. Yeah, apparently there's a very large tip pool, uh, which is good. Very large. You mean like well, multiple businesses are tip pooling, or? Well, no. So it's just like so. There for one for one party that apparently isn't even one of the very big parties. The NFL set aside five thousand dollars to tip all of the servers and and support staff and bartenders. That's going to come out to nothing, I assume. Um, Not that much. It's about 15. There's about 15 to 20 people working each event, so. Dude, I've heard, I've heard people, of players like just on their own just dropping, like, 50 bucks. grand on a night just to, you know, because they're, you know, rich. So you should be able to bring, bring up some of that. Yeah, you just need to get in real cozy with someone who's got big money and just, like... I can get you a drink or I can suck your dick. Whatever. Whatever's well, going to get me paid, see? I met the vice mayor of Phoenix. Um, that was, Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. super vice, important. I didn't know we had a vice mayor. We do. And, uh, I don't even know who the mayor is. His name is Jim. 
He's a nice guy. <laughs> and, Jimothy. Um, and then I, uh, and so, and then the, so like, I went to one thing that was, um, the, sure, let's get, oh, fuck, I messed this up. So I went to one thing that was, um, like, one of the things I had to work was the domestic, it was the sec- domestic violence and sexual assault, uh, like, initiative. Gala. Party. Yeah, essentially it was a gala. What the fuck? Where basically there was two. Celebrate. Women are being beaten. Well, no, no. domestic abuse. <laughs> it's their, it's their initiative to stop domestic abuse and sexual assault. Oh, they could have put that in the title. Domestic violence and sexual assault initiative. Yes, Gala. that sounds like take the initiative. <laughs> Do domestic violence and sexual assault. We here off Phoenix. Come on, Phoenix. Come on. I don't, yeah. like to sexually assault and abuse women. So um, obviously, like, so I, I guess that's that's like a, a big initiative for the NFL in general. Like, not, not <laughs> well after that fucking video. Yeah, yeah, not just Ray because, Rice here, right? yeah, not just because Ray Rice knocked his girlfriend out or his fiance out, and then they and someone and like the video got out. But I guess that's always just an issue because there is a lot of that like happens a lot with NFL players in general. Like, and it's also it's an important issue. Well, it's so. all juicing. So I met. Um, I met some cool people there. The there were two actual uh, Cardinals players there, and some re- and a bunch of retired players at this event. You should have gone up to all of them and be like, "Tips, tips, please." Yeah, <laughs> tips, tips, full, full working man. <laughs> we'll suck cock for money. We'll suck cock. And there was um, and then tonight is I don't know who's gonna be like it's it's all the NFL employees are gonna be there t- tonight at this party. I don't know if the players are going to be though. Gotta hook um, up with the cheerleader, son. They might. Who knows? They could be there. But I so the Patriots have rented out the entire Western Carolina and Uptown Scottsdale, like just the whole hotel. They basically rented the entire thing out. So the the amount of money that is flowing through downtown Phoenix because of the Super Bowl. Well, right I now mean is the out NFL. It's already the biggest like sham ever, right? It's they make a lot of money yeah. for no reason, and they spend a lot of money. I, well, yeah, I mean it's like, <laughs> at the uh, very least they have the decency to do that, unlike a lot of other rich organizations and people in this country. Yeah. Like the um the the company I work for, so at the bar that I'm at, they offered uh they the NFL to, to buy it out for the week, pay the bar two hundred and fifty grand just to have the space reserve for a week. Actually, that's not too bad. Yeah, but that that bar does if not make two hundred fifty thousand like dollars in a week. Then yes, that would be insane. Yeah. But these parties are like, I mean, it's I don't know, it's interesting. So I'm working seven p.m. to three a.m. tonight, and it sucks because I have school tomorrow. But I'm hoping I make a couple hundred dollars. From it, we'll have to see. Um, this will be your your pre tax return tax return. Yeah, which I <laughs> what think you I'm need to invest. Do, what what I, you need to do, Steve, is you need to. I am not sucking anyone's dick for money. <laughs> no, no, no. Even better, you need to go to these parties, get into the after party, get in because you are a server, but then change your clothes, pretend to be a rich swab guy, oh, and fuck. find one of these players' his wives. Who is really rich as well? And they get her to divorce. Take Find a sugar mama and they get murdered by like one of the many NFL players. Well, I'll, I'll let you again. We'll protect you from a lot of things. It's interesting like, because like I have you know, like they're, they're cheating on their wives anyway, so I, I bet they know that their wives. Are a bold wives. statement. <laughs> Probably not wrong. Well, who knows? Um, I it is interesting because I have like this shirt that's like official NFL shirt, so I can walk into any NFL event here in Phoenix and. They'll let me through because I'm a staff member. So it's called power. And they had a uh, they a, a legends hall, uh, like a, a legends of the community hall set up at the. Uh, so I worked at a comedy club in downtown Phoenix, which is connected to the bar that I work at now. 
and that comedy club they they completely ripped everything out and turned it into a lounge for all the players so like the like all the hall of famers were hanging out down there as well as a bunch of like the the, the players the current players i didn't get to see any of them but they were over there hanging out so that's been interesting and uh wednesday or tuesday when i was on my way to this work meeting i had my phone in my lap and was driving and i parked at the space and i got out of the car and i hear this just this this really loud just thap sound looks like whack and i look down at my phone it's face down on the ground and i just like son of a bitch i've had i had my iphone 5 for two years and I dropped it a few times, no breaks, no damage, no nothing. And I, was, I said to myself, this is it. And I crouched down, turned over, and it was destroyed. That's the shattered. thing. Shattered. Like, I've, I've dropped my current iPhone off of a second-story balcony totally fine. Which is weird, because you have an iPhone 4, and you've had for it for us, a long time. Yeah. But the phone I had before that, I dropped it a bunch. I had, or it was my, uh, sorry, my, no, yeah, it was the iPhone I had before this one. And then one day... It fell off of the curb, but because it landed so perfectly flat and there was a tiny pebble yep. right in the middle, it just, like, exploded. Yeah. I was like, well, time for a new phone. Yeah, so I, like, I like fucking had to, like, I, I was completely shattered, and I had bought I had bought Apple Care when I bought the phone, but it Not expired year, right? December 26th of last, year. of last year, of this past year. So I like I like had to spend the next day or like that night and the whole next day like trying to use it. So I'm getting like shards of glass in my fingers and on my face <laughs> as I'm trying to. There's like chunks missing. You can see the inner workings. So I went to the AT&T store and I got an iPhone six, and um, I'm I like it a lot so far. I, I was when I first saw the iPhone six when they released it. I uh, <laughs> was. Uh, right, what are you eating, Jukai? Me? Nothing. I was wiping my nose because it is oh. so damn cold here. It just sounds oh. like it you're just like, sounds like <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're shoving your oh, face sorry. in a bag of Doritos <laughs> over and over again. So I, when I first saw the iPhone six, I was like, you know, it's it's like it definitely looks different. It's not, but it doesn't seem like that big of an upgrade other than screen size. So I got it, and I'm very impressed. Like they fixed just a, a lot of small stuff. Like I like the the shape, like the shape of it. The way how oh. like there's no like harsh edges, it's all rounded. See, that's what I like. About See, I, I hate that. Yeah, it's got I, hard edges. I love. Well, I, I like that it's edges. square because that if to me that phone, I felt like using it enough, I would just it would slip out of my hand because it's so fucking smooth edged. Yeah, it, I haven't had that experience so far. Yeah. but I am worried well, about dropping it. I have uh, one of those. Have you seen those like those book cases that you can get for your phone that make it look like a little book, like a leather you, cover, kind of like yeah. what I have for my tablet. You yeah. Know? So I'm getting one of those, um, and it doubles as a wallet. So see, I actually upgrade. like the iPhone five. Like I liked it more square. I felt it looked cooler. And yeah, see, I, I felt it looked more sleek because there's glass on the back. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like it. Everything on this feels not like cheaper, but it's like lighter. I know that it's not cheaper, but because it's lighter, it feels cheaper sometimes to me. Well, yes. I don't like that the back isn't black. It's like gray. And that yeah, space gray. Space gray. Right. Yeah, the. I mean, I liked the 5, the design of the 5 a lot. I, I, it was small, it was sleek, it looked kind of futuristic a little bit. Like, I've, I like, I enjoyed this. This is, I guess it still looks kind of futuristic, um, but it doesn't have that same kind of feel and look to it that the iPhone 5 does. But I will say that a lot of the design improvements they made, like the touch sensor for your, for your finger pad is bomb. Like, being able to just open your phone, like... 
and just have it scan your fingerprint is super nice. The fact that the that. the on and off like the on and off switch is now on the side. Well, they had to do that because if it was on the top, the thing is too big for trying to be like ergonomically comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's like so big. So I like the way that it's like I can take it out of my out of my pocket now instead of having to like claw grip it like I did my five. I just take it out and I press it and then I I'm done. Like boom, boom. Um, the the they changed the vibrator in it so that it's like it's not as loud as it was like when my yeah, iPhone five went off. What's up? I like it when it's loud. See, when my iPhone five goes off and it's on a glass table, it's like it was. It was just like, <laughs> like, and now this one goes off and it's like it's enough to let you know that someone has sent you a message, but not enough to like Shattered freak you class. out, yeah, or terrify <laughs> See, your. Basically, cats. having my phone on vibrate to me is almost like having it on silent because I never, I never feel the vibration. Oh, see, anymore. I have, I have my phone on vibrate unless I'm in the car or at home. Yeah, if, if it's at work or whatever, I, I have it on vibrate so I can feel it, but. Instead of having a noise where I'm like, all right, I got to deal with this right now. It's just like, man, I'm like, no, I got something happened. Yeah. Okay. I'll deal with it later. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I all never I'm say is fuck iPhone six. I'm getting an Android. So are you, yeah. you finally making the switch. You've been using iPhones for a long time, despite your, I've had Android phones them. before. It's just, I got Android phones before they were big screened mm-hmm. and the UI was just a mess. I mean, it yeah. was not. Like, I think I have an Android phone in my drawer that's, like, 2.1 or something, and it is fucking garbage. It's like Jelly Bond before something, it became Jelly Bean. But my big thing now is I, I need a bigger phone screen, for one. Yeah. I need a phone who doesn't lag when I type. Like, <laughs> my now, when I'm texting messages, I literally type the whole message out, and then my phone's like, oh, you wanted me to type? Yeah. I hate that. It's, yeah. the, it's the least... It has made me hate Apple more, if that's even possible. Like, I mean, it's because your phone is big old. Of, yeah, that's just time wear. Like, it's not the CPU's going bad. It was perfectly fine when I got it, but it's probably the, <laughs> the cache memory. Like over time, is just got getting more uh, and more little bits of shit stuck into it. You know, <laughs> I think it's probably just the screen. Like my my three GS or whatever. Like the screen, my screen did the same thing. Where like I would touch it, and the screen just like wore out, and it would just be less and less responsive. Oh, maybe. I mean, either way, Android for life. I mean, I just don't have, like, a reason to stay in the Apple bandwagon anymore because I don't have anything else. Yeah. It's Apple-y. I mean, I don't use Apple products uh, at all besides the iPhone and, and the iPod back in the day, but I've always liked them. I mean, there I just, is... Uh, I, don't, I can't justify paying any extra money for something that's not a better quality anymore. well see i was trying to figure out if i was going to pay because for the longest time you've had to pay 300 dollars up front for the latest iphone when you renew your contract but at&t has changed its plan you pay as part of your plan thing. well yeah and did they you, did you go with the next plan i went with the next plan and the thing is is the way the guy explained it to me he's like if you just Which get it's probably a lie but go on well it's well but it so he basically was saying like if you like if you were to bring another phone in like because my brother had an iphone 5 uh, and he doesn't use it anymore because he has a 6 so he's like if you were to get like another phone the same one and just renew your contract your plan would actually drop to 65 dollars a month instead of the 85 that you have now and it would be and you would get an extra gig because we've updated everything so you get a limited talk and text and you would get three gigs of data for 65 dollars a month but if you upgrade to the if if you just take the six you pay what you've paid before because what they were doing to, uh, before, which may or may not be a lie, but allegedly what they were doing was you were paying for the phone in your in your plan. 
So when I got an iPhone 5, I paid $300 up front, up front for it. And then I was also paying an extra $25 a month for 24 months. No, it's the other way to around. To pay the back end of the phone. So I did mean? a lot of research when I got my phone. Basically, the new system, the, the next plan or like the edge plan for Verizon or whatever, all it is is just a lease. So the old way is you would buy your phone and you would get it subsidized by agreeing to a $200 contract or so two-year contract. full that, price essentially. Yeah. So you, you so the, the phone was $600. You They subsidized 300 of it, so you just pay 300 up front, and you would purchase the phone. This phone is yours to keep now. Um, and then what they did now with the next is they just basically turned to a lease model, like with a car. So you don't actually owe your, own your phone, Steve. Like, you are technically – I mean, technically you can quit AT&T, but the whole premise is you're leasing your phone, and so – the upfront cost is gone, and so what they did was they are reducing your plan by $25. It's not that the old plan was charging you $25 extra. It's just more that the at t Next plan is charging $25 less as to incentivize people to go on this plan because for the companies, it was less sufficient for them to get all these subsidies. Well, that, but my plan hasn't increased by $25 a month. It's the same as what it was when I went in there. Well, but he's saying relative to when you would have paid $25 less for getting the other phone where you would have owned it. Instead, you've entered into a lease agreement. Where you no, part, of, part, part of your next plan is that they are your your monthly bill is smaller than you it would have been if you had just buy your phone outright. No, because I part of, well, no, I asked the guy and I, he said you can pay three hundred dollars up front and you still have to pay eighty five dollars a month, or you can do the next plan and pay eighty five dollars a month. Either way, it's gonna because you're gonna have to pay off the phone. You're paying off the phone through your plan essentially. Right, but once you've paid off your plan, it should drop. Your phone, your phone bill would drop because you're yes. not paying off the. Yeah, so they're they've embedded the like charge essentially. Your plan is five less, but they've just embedded the charge. Yeah, and I asked him about quitting, and he said that like so if I like and basically if if I were to like say that I need to quit that I want to quit AT and T, I would still have to pay out like the remainder. The rest of your phone. Yeah, right. it's like you pay off the remainder of the phone and like your contract termination fees, which I won't do. I won't quit AT and T. I actually really like AT and T, which I never, I didn't ever think I would, but their service has gotten better. I had, I've never had any issues with them. I get three gigs now. I've been so. thinking of going to T-Mobile just for more data. Yeah. I have heard. Horrendous. I have heard that it is just the the coverage is just garbage. Like for we, we yeah, we make a big deal about it, but like we've uh, Gina Gina's my wife has got a friend um, that I guess moved to further out in the city, and they don't even get coverage there. Yeah, because they switched to T-Mobile. Like that. The the difference between like so like Verizon's got the biggest network and then AT and T, but I feel like once you drop below those two, the actual amount of coverage you get in the area from T Mobile and Sprint is just like not enough, and I they just, had connection problems all the time. Their charges, I I cannot live on two gigs a month, even three. Like I need more. Really? Yes, I get a shit ton of emails. Oh yeah. I have to clear my entire work email every week on my phone. Or else my actual phone storage thing balloons to where it gives me storage alerts. You could just like uh, set it to only to only push on Wi-Fi. But I need to get them wherever I'm at. If I've got to respond to a technical question or a customer problem or something, I need to be there to respond. Yeah, I can't oh. just hope for Wi-Fi existing. I guess I don't have those issues because I have unlimited data. So yes, and I, see that's grandfathered if I in. Could get that, I would be a happy man. But unfortunately. We live in the world of stupid, like, telecom jewelry that refuses yeah. to... Like, it's not even a problem for them. They're just trying to make more money. 
No, so. for sure. Well, the, tele- the telecommunications industry is basically just an oligopoly, and it's kind of the it's the it's the thing that the FCC was designed to stop, but they haven't. You well, know, when you put a, a fucking telecom lobbyist in as the head of the fucking FCC, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Oh, I know, but it's just like, Tom Wheeler needs a, a huge swift irony, kick in the so. nuts and a quick firing. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> in fact, I prefer it in the other way so that he's not a government employee, so I can kick him in the nuts more than one time before I go to jail. Yeah. Although I, I don't think this was the FCC, but I, whatever regulates like internet bandwidth or whatever the regulator i guess i read somewhere that they were saying yeah they i guess they've they've deemed now that can like to be considered like not dial up or to consider like having like a normal flow of internet of data i think they they boosted that to like 200 megabytes per second or something like that Man, wouldn't I fucking love to have more than one megabyte per second? Or something, or, or I don't know what it is, I, don't, I actually don't know what the number is, but long story short, it's enough that now, like, 20%, it, from from 5 to 20% now of households are considered to have, like, dial-up or not sufficient internet, and yep. by law, they have to change that, so. Um, nice. All, and guess what's not going to happen? Well. It's know. easier for them to pay whatever fees or penalties are in the legislation than to spend the billions of dollars to actually do that so they're not going to actually do that <laughs> well regardless there at least now i mean from a, at least from a distinction standpoint you know they've changed that okay, at least there's a lower lower bound of acceptability <laughs> yeah. has risen a bit yeah so i don't know i mean i i like at&t i don't mind the next plan because i was playing i was paying the same thing anyways and like i i would have if i had paid 300 dollars up front it would have been cheaper per month for me so that was just yeah. I mean, if you know you're going to stay with that carrier for yeah. two years or whatever, then fine. But my the only thing I'm worried about is is breaking my phone or having it. That's be... why you gotta get that fucking insurance, son. Well, I have the insurance. Yeah, I got it's the like, insurance. What, six. It's like six dollars a month. Right? Six dollars a month, and I'm not sure if I'm going to keep nothing it. To worry about. Well, the thing with the insurance is that so it's six dollars a month, but you have a deductible, and so if I were to shatter my like phone right now, yeah. that's like yeah. how all insurance works, yeah. though. So if I were to shatter my phone right now, it would be two hundred dollars to get it fixed. But if it, it drops every six months, and it covers lost or stolen, so basically, if anything happens to my phone, then no matter what it is, basically, then they'll replace it. And if they don't have the iPhone six available at the time, they'll replace it with an iPhone seven or whatever. So it's, I don't know. I don't. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you keep that deal then? It's six dollars a month. It's not a lot of money for peace of mind of knowing that your phone is like, for all intents and purposes, is invincible. That's true. As long <laughs> as you have an extra hundred, two hundred dollars around. Yeah, I mean, considering that the normal phone though would sell for eight hundred, so yeah, that's yeah. true. I need to. Uh, I'm probably going to get my five repaired and repair my four and try to sell those because the the five still sells for like two hundred bucks, and I can repair the screen for like sixty. I do it myself. I might do it as a little tinker project and then try to sell it. But yeah, so that was that's been my weekend. Uh, I'm digging my new iPhone six on. To the news. So, up first, Moot retires from his role as sole administrator of 4chan. Um, I don't know if you guys know who is that news. Yeah, that's not that is that is news to the internet. So, Moot. I don't know if you guys know who Moot is, but he he founded 4chan. Um, okay. And if you guys and you guys know what 4chan is, but a lot of but some people might know 4chan is a is a messaging board that's. Uh, particularly its section slash B, which is its random board, has uh, made the news a few times by being DDoSing people and being awful. And, people in the world. Just yeah. a collection of people to meet that don't have to give their identities so they can you know, yeah. they are free do whatever they want. Whatever. 
shitholes they want to be. Yeah, so Anonymous uh, sprang from 4chan, and like every, people have heard of Anonymous and stuff like that, and uh, Mood is essentially the progenitor of all this, and he is retired from administrating the, the board, to, from being the board's administrator. And um, I don't know, he's going to take the millions of dollars he made and go and live his life in peace or something. But I thought it was interesting because 4chan is a big part of internet culture in, in particular. So, have you guys ever been to 4chan, either of you? No. Oh, no. You're missing out, man. Oh, that's such a Why huge part of I internet mean, culture that I've never been there. I mean, I guess it's <laughs> sort of like a, there's like a subculture around 4chan, but I'd actually say, like, if you ask the normal person on the street what the hell 4chan is, I would say, like, 9.8 of every 10 people would not know what 4chan is. No, unless... no, 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 no. Everyone knows what 4chan is. Well, the they, difference they, is they, they might more people are going to go to Reddit or whatever yeah. than, than go to 4chan frequently. I don't know, man. Like, anything, I mean, if you narrow that demographic to, like, people below a certain age, then yeah, they'll know about it, but, like, the standard person doesn't really know what... They may have heard 4chan because of all the internet celebrity, like, photo leaks and stuff like that, but... I don't, I mean, personally, I don't think that it has nearly as wide of a cultural effect as... Um, well, when I, when I say it's a part of internet culture, I'm talking about internet culture on, like, our level in terms of, like, we know about 4chan and Anonymous. We are aware of, like, where the activities... I have been deep into 4chan, and I have seen some shit, let me tell you. <laughs> but if you... But most people in our community, like, I feel like in the video game community, in the nerd world, they kind of... They know 4chan. A lot of well, people, a lot of people just of know. A lot of people know 4chan is the place you don't go. Yeah, you don't. The old go there. Witch's house down the end of the road kind yeah. of place. It's the it's the first step to the deep web. I feel it's like. like it's like the Craigslist to the eBay. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's I to feel me like, like Red, to me Reddit is kind of the place to be if you wanted to attend some form of you know board like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 4chan is it's very. I've always found it interesting because it's. I mean, it's moderated, but. You know, it's there's the base of the only thing that they don't allow on there is child porn. Everything else is fucking free game. <laughs> and only you, after <laughs> after a time. Yeah, I mean, you can you can talk about whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can post pictures of whatever you want. I would be interested to see the like you sh- like the the different boards that get used. I feel like I maybe that's just me, but I feel like seventy five percent of their traffic has got to be just on their porn boards. Well, yeah, a lot of it's on their porn boards, and then there's Slash B, which is, like, half porn, half horror, half, yeah. half dystopia. But then they have, like, Slash V, which is video games. They have an entire My Little Pony board. They have all this kind of stuff. And I don't know. I, I just think that 4chan is, is a place of, um, you know, like, there's this idea when you're talking about the pursuit of knowledge about the marketplace of ideas, where... Um, essentially, everyone puts their their ideas out there, their theories, their beliefs, the things that they think to be true or know to be true. They put those out there, and the best rise to the top, and the worst fall fall away. And 4chan is a perfect example of that because you have all these people putting their ideas out, and only the best ideas rise to the top due to the way that 4chan's like um, system works. It basically trash collects every page that gets to like that gets past a certain point so once a page falls down to like the 10th page and hasn't been or a post falls down to the 10th page and hasn't been hasn't been posted on it just gets trash collected and disappears forever so you know there's a lot of ideas that'll be on there i think it's it's just an interesting place for people to go in and really truly freely communicate about things like if you go to reddit 
you, there's limits on what you can talk about on Reddit. And Reddit is definitely the more, like, the probably the better version of that marketplace of ideas because it's curated. Whereas, like, it's it's like a, it's like a social, I don't know if socialist, but versus, like, free market versus closed market. I, I get, the I, thing for I me is Reddit's saying. more specific than 4chan is. Yeah. Like, you can go to our guns and there's people talking about every kind of gun or whatever, but then there's our... 9130, which is just about Mosins, or RFNX, which is just about FNX pistols. Like, you can get a lot more granular in, a, like, a tree structure mm-hmm. than 4chan, which is, like, slash V, talk about video games here. Yeah. Okay. I guess... Her, I, I... <laughs> Hello? What's up, Ken? Oh, sorry. Go, no, you're up. Asking was done. No, I, I, I agree with you saying where it's it, that, that idea of how the best, you know, ideas keep going and the worst fall out, but I just... To me, 4chan, just because the reputation and the people that attend it, and maybe because it's not moderated, I feel like inherently, like, it just means it's almost just like a cesspool of the internet. You just get so much shit in there, you know, because you can't post anywhere else. So let's post all this, like, some of the stuff, man, is just messed up that they put oh, yeah. there. And so, so, yeah, you don't even know. So you put, and some of that stuff that's the most messed up is the stuff being the most action and is staying up on the board. So it's like, yeah, it's like, is it the best ideas or is it just because, you know, I'm not really sure if like a picture of, you know, some horrifying act being done to some other horrifying, you know, other person, but it's getting upvoted or it's being commented so many times because like there's nowhere else to see like messed up situation X, you know, except on 4chan. So it's like, is it the best idea? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the best idea for like all the malcontents in the world to have nowhere else to voice their opinion. But... All the Stevens. <laughs> the Stephen Orans of the world. All, all, all the Beavenses, you know, like just, <laughs> the Beavenses. So on one hand, it's like it, it's great. I think that the idea of like, oh, this is a gathering of ideas, but I feel like it's almost like it became like a gathering of ideas to just a gathering of like the worst ideas with the worst people. So it's like the best of the worst ideas, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, like the Burning best of the Man best with Arianarchus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like hey, so, I love I, like, weed I just, and fire. I just try to avoid, I mean, you have situations on people, like, being able to, you know, hey, like, tell me who this person is, and they'll find their identity, or hey, like, yeah. let's Doxing. attack this person, and they'll, they'll, like, go and attack this person, or hey, like, you know, you just got, it's just like a, it's like the wild, wild west, and it just got trashed, I don't know. It's a, it just, a place for a lot of pathetic people to have their perverse fun. Yeah. And the whole premise of, it, or, I mean, it's, it's interesting to talk further, like, the whole premise of, like, they naturally call all their, the, the, the default is is anonymous right yeah 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 you're you're anonymous considered anonymous so it kind of builds behind that whole premise of like well it's the internet and you can't find me so or so you know i'm just gonna i can post whatever i want you know like i have no inhibition i have any sort of we're gonna go to reason or class or like decency like that can be another way because you're behind the internet wall it's more, I would think, a testament to like free speech than it is to marketplace of ideas. Yeah, because like you said, like on Reddit, you can't say anything you want for various reasons. You'll get downvoted to the point where people can't see what you're saying anymore. Mods will fuck you or whatever. But yeah. on Reddit, as, if, as long as it's not like explicitly illegal re child porn, whatever, say whatever you like. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. Like in Reddit. 
there's not really any I don't know if there's any board where you can go out and be like fuck the blacks and the Jews like I don't know any if there's video anything. game boards will have well posts. 4chan but 4chan you can like they, they specifically that like those people will go out there and usually they just end up getting ignored they're just a small voice well, but, but that's what can. I'm saying that's what I'm saying is 4chan's a place you can do that Reddit yeah. is not yeah you there are a lot of strict rules about you know no homophobia don't be an asshole basically Right, four chan's just like as long as you're not posting pictures of naked six year olds, say whatever and do whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> and um, Zach up does not condone fucking the blacks or the Jews. No, that was simply anything. Or, or or naked pictures of six year olds. Or naked pictures of six year olds. Yeah. All of those are evil. I don't know. I have had, I have seen some of the worst things in my life on four chan, and I have laughed so hard at some I mean some of the stuff the stories that people post any of those stories that are the green green the green text text stories stories are almost always perfect they are hilarious they're so so good I I have more of those from Imgur than I because I'll I'll never go to 4chan I I can't even get to 4chan at my work I had a legitimate like article of people talking on 4chan about some problem I was trying to solve at work and when I tried to go there the sonic wall firewall that we have Blanked it as pornography or adult content, and it won't let me through. Um, let's see if I have. Well, well let's move on. I mean, we're it's one thing. I, uh, I have some so. of those green text stories saved on my computer, and they're they're the best. Maybe so. we can like get an aggregate of them and if and we can put up a green text of the day or something. Um. All right. So GTOTD. So uh, rest in peace, sweet prince. You will be missed. Uh, and uh, moving on, Loretta Lynch nominated. Not a to fan. To be Attorney General, Addison Waldo is not a fan. Nope. Tell us she why, is. Addison Waldo. Well, first of all, she the only fucking like hard stance that she put on anything when she was being grilled by all those people was, yeah, well, I'll never support legalized weed. That's the only thing that she was like. She was pretty much with Obama the whole time, and then she's like, yeah, fuck that, <laughs> Justice Department, son. And I don't. If you, I do not want. I get enough of people like that, you know, in in the Senate and the House who are just so staunchly entrenched in ideas they're not going to change. I don't want the people who are interpreting my laws to be the same fucking way. So yeah. she does not have my vote. Unfortunately, there's not shit I can do about it because that's an appoint, appointed position. It's not voted upon, which is totally reasonable. And isn't fair. it? A, isn't it point, uh, voted upon by the Congress? Doesn't the Congress? Which means nothing. It's not voted upon by the people that True. she's representing. Ergo. It's not voted upon. Yeah. Ken, what do you think? I basically just echo Addison's thoughts. I don't really have too much of an opinion on this. I I read I did a little bit of reading and from what I saw, like apparently she handled the uh the commit like the committee that she had to go up when she was getting... Oh she handled it well because she yeah. didn't say anything definite. She was just like, Can't comment on that, just department. I just before my time, blah blah blah. That's smarter for though, right? Because they're because they're cowardly. basically trying to. If you're going to take one position, might as well explain all the other fucking positions. But I think that the the Republicans were like, um, for what I was reading about, they were very specifically looking at, at this as an opportunity to basically just shit all over Obama and Eric Holder. No. And she was basically just like, I'm not Eric Holder. And um, well, so to her credit, part of her platform, even though it's not a promise that she can make, because I don't know why she said this, but she's like, I'm going to make. I'm going to try and have the AG's relationship with Congress be better. Because Eric Holder's kind of a dick. Well, he's not even kind of a dick. He's a huge dick. Yeah. Like, he is Obama's ass-controlled puppet. 
when it comes to talking with them. He has a very terrible relationship with lawmakers, being a man who's supposed to interpret the law. Yeah. Her part of her platform is I'm going to try and make that better. I don't think she can, so it doesn't matter. But I don't know. I I would have preferred pretty much anyone else. I prefer another term for Holder than fucking Lorena Lynch, but it's not going to happen. So oh well. Yeah. She is black and Does a woman, and she would be the first of both to occupy such a prestigious position. As no, I guess Eric Holder's I, I, black. Certain... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. You had a little point in time. Way. I feel like. I don't, I don't know, like, the whole idea of, like, oh, like, this is a momentous occasion, he's the first of his kind, like, I don't care if you're the first of your kind, I just care that you're the best of your kind. That only matters like, for the presidency. Well, even Everything then, else like, we is, were, like, whatever, but... Well, we were talking earlier, right? We had a conversation how, you know, I think, Steve, you said that you think the next Republican candidate should be Mexican and Catholic, or Hispanic. Hispanic. Like a Hispanic, Catholic, Hispanic, yeah. you know, and it's like, I don't need a Hispanic Catholic if it's gonna, you know, I need someone who's just good at his job. Yeah. No, Hispanic so. Catholics then. Plus, well, I don't even think they would do very well anyways, so. Who, a Hispanic Catholic or Loretta Lynch? Well, Both. Hispanic Catholic just <laughs> means that we're all slaves to the Pope now. I just feel like... Yeah, that's Catholic what they said about actually... JFK, and that wasn't true at all. Yeah, yeah because I don't think that a Hispanic Catholic would do all that well in a, in a primary, to be honest. Like, I don't think... No, like, no way. Unless it was for the Republicans... Because they would put all of their weight behind him over everyone else. I don't think so. The only so. people who reject I, would be the Tea Party because they need that guy. They really do. Yeah, and that, this snowballs they, into they the need, next. They need a person that's more personable and more, and they can relate to the quote unquote common man to get the middle independent votes. But I don't think that just by being a Hispanic Catholic that automatically makes you. No, but consi- the consider class. the fact that pre George H. W. Bush, like. Hispanics were voted hugely Republican. It's nothing like it is today. They need to get that vote back. Yeah. Especially yeah, nowadays be, where, holy shit, point, there's so though. many of them. I don't know if they'll get that vote because inherently, like, everything about the Republican Party besides, like, obviously a lot of Hispanics are Catholic. Therefore, they held the hold a lot of social views in terms of, like, marriage and and birth control and all the other stuff they hold that very similarly but once you get past that and i know those are big issues but once you give it everything else about their culture and their society is basically democratic so that's why like they vote mostly democratic now is because you know because like, they lost the, the, Repu- Repu- the republicans lost them well they lost them because their ideas don't match anymore right like are they almost never did in the first place like uh, republicans are a about... long time precisely Republic- because hispanics were a huge believer in do everything yourself, don't believe in big government, all that. And then there's the new wave of of everybody who's just fucking welfare vampires who need support and have become dependent but who, on but who's But who sits on that support more than ever, especially in, like, we see it in Arizona all the time. Like, the lower class, right? The less money you have, the more you want that welfare. And I know that it's, you know, that it may, I don't know. The more you want that welfare, the more you view Democrats. So I just I feel know. like I, I since Since the Republicans aren't going to win anyways... I would like them to do that just as an experiment. Yeah. Just for curiosity. I don't know. I sake. think the Republicans have a really strong chance next year. I think the that the ver- if Hillary runs, I think that she's going to win just because she'd be the first woman. And every woman in America is going to vote for her because of that. So I don't think so. I think, I don't, I don't think, think so. I'll say 90% I, then, but it's going to be a huge amount of, of votes Me, for her. I, I just feel like... And this is I take this almost from like a, a historical perspective like no party ever quote unquote rules the presidency for 
extended periods of times because I feel like because it's a bipartisan, it's a two party system, people get tired of one party because inherently everything that shitty happens is attributed to the president and their party, even though like half the stuff isn't under their control, right? Like, especially the economy. So we've had this talk many times before. So I think that the uh, the Republic, like the Obama's margin of victory was a lot smaller over Romney than I think it should have been, you know? And I think that they still elected him and forward, but I think that whoever is the Democratic person going forward is just not going to be, they're not going to have that momentum, you know? It's just going to be like, well, we've, don't have anyone to compete against, though. Yeah, but at some right. point in time, I think the the the, feel, the feeling of oh, I just don't want another Democrat. Well, let's put it this way: person in the office. Consider this, though: if you get, if it comes down to like Ted Cruz versus Hillary Clinton, then it'll be Hillary Clinton. Yes, because and, pe- because America is not that conservative. Yeah, like, I mean, or Rick Santorum or any of those fucking insane retards. No, so like a Tea Party. I don't think a Tea Party person ever be elected. But if like Jeb Bush ran, like as scary as that sounds, I think that Jeb Bush has a really strong chance of winning. If Jeb Bush becomes the president, I might renounce my citizenship. <laughs> I don't, I'd be more concerned. I, I I feel like I would rather have te, uh, Jeb Bush than Ted Cruz or Rick Santorum. I the yeah, thing I with Ted say. Cruz or Rick Santorum is I would just be a conscientious objector. Whatever laws they try and pass, they're like no gay marriage or whatever. I will marry gay people. I will become a minister to marry gays in secret if I have to. Yeah, I but mean, that's that's with if the Tea Party gets any kind of hold in the White House, that scares me. Well, that's, that's when that. I might be like, that it's is time when to, it's yeah. literally like, hey, you know, we've been talking about bombing Iran for thirty years. Let's do it, yeah. and no one's going to stop them. And now we're going to put all the fucking gay people in gulags. <laughs> yeah. and... World War Three, and at the same time, Soviet repression here in the yeah. states. Like, not to get philosophical, but if if the Tea Party is elected, quote unquote, if you know. Put a whatever electoral college shit aside. If the majority of people want a Tea Party person as their president, then I mean, isn't the fact that we put them in there like we may be in the minority because we don't like those actions? But I don't, you know, if well, that's but it voted, doesn't that's voted, that right? that structure doesn't matter because it hasn't been about who the majority wants to be president for a long time. It's about who's in the battleground states. Regardless, if, if they, you can try guess, and say, "Oh, uh, electoral college aside, it doesn't matter because you get voted by the electoral college." We've yeah, seen fine, a president but, who loses the popular vote and gets elected, right? George guess, W. Bush. I guess what so, I, all I'm saying is, if, if he is elected president, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like we have all our gripes about it, but isn't that just the process? You know, like, yeah, I mean, oh, I'm going to revoke my decision. I'm going to hate. Well, we can hate on him all we want and make sure that the next election he doesn't get elected again, but. If that's ultimately the person that gets elected, that's just, the thing is you got to do it. In a Ted it. Cruz presidency, there isn't another election because we'll be a nuclear wasteland. I'm sure that's all. Because he's exactly kind of idiot who's gonna fucking like we got to put boots on the ground again after 14 years of war to help Syria, a yeah. dictatorship. Like, but isn't that what I mean? Obviously, like I don't agree with anything they say, but isn't that when Obama or Hillary, whoever gets elected, aren't all the conservatives going to be like, well, they're going to ruin everything for us, and we need to move to Canada and our we need to move to somewhere else for conservative because they're going to ruin the country. Like every side is going to not like the other the other victor. Right? Yeah, but Democrats are are peace. Republicans are war. Yeah, I mean, war I feel like that's okay. That's such a blanket statement. That's just saying our side is better. Than but the side, but the you know? Tea Party. I know. I'm 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 with Republicans on a lot. I'm with Democrats on a lot. But when you look at the way that people vote when it comes to war, Democrats generally are like no. Let's try and 
diplomatize this shit. And probably kids are like, we got all these bombs, why aren't we using them? Yeah. I my yeah, biggest, no. my thing is that like the the fundamental difference I think is that if you have um what what is what scares me the scares people the most like yeah people say there's Obama gets elected president and all the people uh, people in the backwaters of Louisiana start fucking you know sharpening their bayonets and, <laughs> and stocking up their stocking up their on You've fucking AR fifteen so tight right now Steve but Come they on, but. Well, no, I'm saying so that there's so there are people. The conservatives, when Obama got elected, they said he's going to ruin everything. It's going to be awful. But none of them said he's going to march us into war and cause the deaths of thousands of people, which people will say if Ted Cruz gets elected. But because people that's were fine with that when Bush wanted do. to start the war in the first place. I'm just saying, like, if that's what the that's because want, he orchestrated a terror attack on the Trade Center. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All I'm saying right now is that clearly all of us have a very democratic bent. You, Steve, especially have are incredibly on the left side. So it's like yeah. obviously when we talk about this, though, it's like it's so easy to be like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." That the Republicans are gonna vote, but I think that they a they have a viable chance of winning the presidency next year, and b like I'm not gonna agree with everything they do, but I don't think that it's gonna be immediately like, "Oh, Republicans win," like the world's gonna end now. Like no, see, here's the thing: we're not talking about Republicans winning. We're talking about a Tea Party president. They aren't Republicans. They're they are Republicans. What Al Qaeda is to Islam? Yeah, they're like <laughs> the most extreme faction. Yeah, I, I have no problem with a Republican president. I would welcome one probably at this point if he was reasonable and not Mitt Romney or Rex Santorum. But a Tea Party president, I don't know. I don't think that that's a good idea for anybody. Not I mean, sure I if you're honest. They're not going to win for that reason because their ideology doesn't fit the mass populace but that's the the point i guess i was saying it's like if their ideology didn't reach like if they were elected that means at some point people agreed with their ideology and if that's the way it is like you know that's what's gonna happen and that's not for us to be here and be like well that was just the wrong choice you know like that's that's the epitome of quote-unquote democracy as skewed as it is our version is right now well, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, if the Republicans win, the Republicans win, and it all depends on the candidate. Candidate, I will probably not be happy if a Republican wins. I know that it is inevitable. <laughs> what do you mean, probably? This the man. The man could be Jesus incarnate. Right, I guess it's bad. Example. That'd be worse. Be, I know the man could be like Obama's twin brother, but he just happens like like Durak, red like Ro- Durak Obama, and he could just be a Republican version of Obama. Durak Obama. I don't think so. I, I think <laughs> if he if they ran a moderate candidate, they're not gonna. But yeah, and they probably and the thing that and that's the thing they probably won't. I mean, I will judge the candidate when I see him. But the thing is, is Mitt Romney was a dumb asshole. Fucking um, George Bush was a dumb asshole. Like, <laughs> whoever ran against Bill Clinton was probably a dumb asshole. I don't remember, who though. Was, who I think it was the other Bush, right? Clinton. The other Bush. We other we determined that was Bush Sr. Yeah, HW. We did. Um, it's just that, like, the thing is, the the, the, war, the Warhawk stuff is definitely what scares me. And so that will be, that will determine that's how true. that's going Republicans. I, that's let me throw party. that out there. Like, I don't think Obama, to be honest, was, like, the brightest bulb in the bunch. Like, oh, you no know. one said he was, but there's a... A wave to be had there, right? Engage the college kids with the first black president. You well, he, I mean, he promised change and he said that things were going to be different. But and I he, can he promise he change along. and I Every, can't everyone, possibly fail that change. promise. But the thing is, yeah. is, he came along at a time when things were were so bad, I think, for 20 something. Yeah. Isn't, you know, the con- isn't well, Bush's fault. Well, but the the well, no, it is Bush's fault. We've determined that no, it's not, the economy went to not, shit when the economy went to shit when, um, 
Obama came to, came into his presidency. Well, Obama I guess came he was... in 2008, which was and 2002 Obama, before that, which the, the, those are all Bush. Well, he, Obama didn't become the... officially president until 2009. That's he was lame duck presidency from November to January. Okay. Um, but yeah, he... so like during his election, Obama was like, "Yeah, like we love Obama because the, the times are so tough right now. Like the economy was like the number one rated issue like during Bush's or Obama's first run because." Yeah. Like the the I, the, the freaking was ing like the insurance crash and the, yeah. the subsidized loans and even before Bush had another uh, crash of the dot com a little bit after the two thousand like three financial crash like those were all during Bush's tenure so he had like an incredibly low rating on top of the war shit which also brought his rating down but even if the war had never happened he would have had a terribly low rating. Do you so. think that the crash in two thousand eight was attributed to the Bush to the to the the Bush presidency like i think it was attributed no, I to, think, I do think you think it was rightfully attributed to the bush presidency i think it was actually a, the latter end of clinton's presidency that caused those problems because housing market that's really that that period like literally right at the end of clinton he put in a bunch of stuff to increase housing which was great and stuff so the housing market just got so hot and it was good for like eight years it was like really strong like housing had never been better and inevitably the bubble was going to form and it was going to pop and people took advantage of all these housing issues and you know, things got deregulated. Um, I will say, like, Republicans did deregulate a lot of stuff, so that didn't help. But it was going to happen eventually. So, I mean, I'm not saying he has no hand in this, but I just don't think it's, it's you know, like, it's not like the president's, like, deregulate this, do this, do this, and this, and it just the economy crash. You know, there's just so many factors, and the economies go up and down. Like, yeah, we could put a monkey cyclical. in the presidency, and there would be a recession eventually, you know? like Yeah. It's definitely a cyclical thing, and... and um... I don't know. I, you definitely can't deny it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens come 2016. We already know Mitt Romney is not running again, thankfully. Oh, my um, God. I'm so happy when I saw that. And I think uh, I, it'll be interesting. What, what I, I would speak with Romney again? Um, a, super strong ties to religion. B, pays 12% fucking tax on a $300 million fortune. Just all the typical stuff. My my biggest problem with him is that he did not rep- out of touch with yeah, everyone. Yeah, entirely out of touch with the entire American populace. I mean, he was the one percent. He got he got a populace. high he got a high percentage of the popular vote though. Yeah, because he was Republican. Like okay. people well, vote I mean, along popular sense. lines. Like that's just that's just the way it is. Like the like the the republic like the the popular vote is usually split about fifty fifty or like forty eight fifty two in in favor of the winner. Obviously, because because that's why we have two-party system because about half of americans are republican half are democrat although most flow in the moderate for me i just don't want a fucking mormon an, an extreme religious person in the white house neither that's do i what i felt that Mitt romney could have been that was what i was worried about hedging just, against that shit yeah so extreme just being extremely religious or just being mormon which automatically makes you extremely religious in my yeah, opinion fucking um, insane. i think the fact that he was just a rich white dude who they're, just okay, wanted well, for the to promote rich all, whiteness. All rich white dudes. Nope, not Obama. He's rich black dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, From the streets. From Chicago. Yeah. Anyway, but, sorry. Like, Bill Clinton was a rich white dude, you know? He was yeah. an awesome rich white dude. He was a rich white dude. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is a rich white woman. Whoa, what was that? Is that baby in the background? That's Addison's saxophone voice. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like a baby to me. Yeah. Ever. 
All right, so let's move on. Are you a jihadist, or are you not sure if you're a jihadist? The French government can help you with this handy chart. So you this, realize that this is in French, and you, I can read some, and you can read none. I right? can read all of it because I speak one romantic language, and they're all the same. What romantic language is that? Spanish. Fuck that shit. Espanol. Speak yeah, Latin, yeah. son. That's true. So you should know all this things. Anyway, so though I actually thought this was interesting um, and kind of funny. So the the French government has released a chart that says that's basically signs that that a person you know as becoming a radical jihadist, and it just has like it's like a little pamphlet that they were. Well, so out. before we read the actual, before we try and interpret the actual text, I'm going to do a rendition of this chart just by reading the pictures. Okay. To determine, are you a jihadist? Okay. So, the first picture is a guy with his... And it's using sort of like bathroom... Bathroom-shaped people, Bathroom yeah. people, right? And it's a guy with his arm around a girl and a big X in the middle. So, are you gay? You might be jihadi. <laughs> the second one is... There's a woman and a man and a child holding hands. Supposed to be a fember, uh, family, I assume. It even says... So, do you not have a man in your family? You might be a terrorist. <laughs> the third one is just a loaf of bread with an X through it. Do you hate bread? Might be a terrorist. <laughs> the fourth one is a guy pointing at what I assume to be a TV. Or just a square. Do you hate squares? You might be a terrorist. <laughs> the fifth one is... And I can even tell what it says in French. Do you hate music? You might be a terrorist. <laughs> oh, here we are. Yeah, the... the Sorry, it's pretty easy to be a terror. <laughs> the sixth one is: Do you not like watching the television, or or going to the cinema? You might be a terrorist. The seventh one is: Do you not like swimming? You might be a terrorist. <laughs> are you, or are you afraid well, of there water? Is, there, is, there is no water in the Middle East. Let's throw that out. That's true. Ah, there is. There's ocean and shit all around, depending on where you live. No, it's just a desert. Clearly, yeah. the seventh one, or sorry, the eighth one. Do you not change your clothes? Might be a terrorist. And the ninth so one all is all hobos are terrorists. Well, it's it says uh, il changeront de tenue and it's just a picture of a fucking dress with a cross through it. I imagine it's like, do you not like wearing western clothes? Do you like wearing skirts with turbans? You might be a terrorist. <laughs> and then the ninth one is just a computer screen with. I don't know why it's both an AR-15 and an AK-47, and it's got a flag hanging off of it. Do you like watching movies with AR, AK-47 with flags? You might be a terrorist. Okay, so here's the actual interpretation of what it... So the first one is, um, has there essentially been a change or rejection of relationships, uh, which is... um, which is the dude with the hand like yeah, around the which woman? Which is the, the um, are you gay one? Yeah. So have you left a rela- has, has this person left a relationship? Are they rejecting relationships? Second one is uh, rejection of, of members, members of your family. Yeah. Under the, uh, assumedly non-terrorist members of your family, you rejecting. Uh, one of them is rejection of baguettes, which I think it was probably a change. It says il changeant brutalement something. Has there been? So have there been... I think changes in eating habits or something. Yeah, have there been noticeable changes or extreme changes in eating habits? Um, has this so... Given up on their job. Yeah, have they given up? So it's a person like waving at a window and basically no, saying... No, it's not a window. I think that's supposed to be like a whiteboard. Maybe. Right? But has this person f- given up their professional job? Um, or are they? have they quit their... their uh, 
employment. Um, the other one, the fifth one, do you hate music or or do they have they which is interesting because I I watch videos of terrorists dying all the time and there's always like Muslim rap. Over it. Oh, that's, that's the thing. And then you see a rocket flying out <laughs> a tank, and it's like, I thought you hate music. <laughs> they they hate Western music. I guess it doesn't say Western in there though. The uh, the next the sixth one is um, have you? It it's has, not. Do you not watch TV? Yeah. So as this TV person more. stopped visiting the the going go to the movies, partaking in entertainment, watching TV. The next one is um, has this person get on sports activities? Yeah. Like, has there been a change in their interest in sports? Do they not like sports, etc. Um, the next one is: Have they changed their vestment? Are they wearing basically? Are they wearing the traditional? Have you noticed them wearing traditional Muslim garb and whatnot? And the last one is: Do they frequent websites associated <laughs> yeah. with radical? Do they go terrorism? to terrorist websites. <laughs> you might be a terrorist. So do they look up how to make your? So own thank bomb? you, France. You know, you guys are obviously the most well-regarded judges of terrorist character. Do you think Obviously. that they just posted this just because they're pissed and they wanted to troll I the would. jihadists? I would. I feel like that. it. I just feel because like of Charlie Hebdo. France is like all upset now. Like all of a sudden, they're all up in arms. Like, oh, we care about terrorism. It's like, no, you just got your no. They all they yeah. all care before the 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 difference is it's happened to them now. Yeah. Right. I hope that they care. understand what the what the fuck nine eleven was about now. Yeah. Because you just had the bad one. Who do you think they're gonna invade? They won't invade anyone. It, you know, it, this is really funny because Africa. Well, no, that's they don't. Algeria. Well, no, <laughs> Go back into Algeria. In, no, no, no. Even just a couple of years ago, like it was right as things in Afghanistan were starting to like wind down. France was like, you know, we really need to flex our French muscles and show the world that our military is like just as good as everyone else. So they started like doing counterterrorism operations in Africa in places, and they got the shit beat out of them. Yeah, because well, there was some some French hostage got like some French person got taken hostage on like a oil company brig or something, and they sent their army in there to take care of it, and they like barely got him away alive. (laughs) Yeah, oh French people, I love and hate you. So that's what France is up to, and uh, I don't know. That's an entertaining chart. You can check it out. Uh, It's all over the internet. Just look up "Are you a jihadist?" and you'll find it. And for any of our friends. And for any of our French listeners, I apologize for Addison and Steve's complete butchering of your language. Yeah, I am. Well, um, Addison was close. I'm ish. probably good enough. I'm probably right, expected. For, for all of our French listeners, I apologize for Steve's complete butchering of your language. Yep. Je suis good enough. <laughs> all right. Um, so, in economic news, Yahoo is going to spin off its Alibaba stock options into a separate Surprise. company. Kenneth, tell us what this means. I mean, that was just the, that was their goal all along. That's the only reason why Yahoo even bought stock in or bought a piece of ownership in Alibaba was because they bought that with the intent that Alibaba was going to go public. So you know, it's I don't know what they originally bought it for, but so they bought each you know private share or piece of equity from Alibaba at like ten dollars, and now it's at like a hundred. I don't know why Alibaba's they, trading. At. Yahoo bought a billion. Alibaba's worth. trading at eighty nine dollars right now. Yeah, so they bought. But long story short, right? Then you would sell it, and the goal would be to make. A profit off of the difference. I'm assuming that the, what they sell the shares will be bigger than the billion that they put in. Well, so. it'll be like 89 because they put a billion in when it was 10 bucks. It's gone up to yeah. 80. So. so that's the whole goal. And I mean, Yahoo kind of needs that influx of cash. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they need it. I mean, they they Yahoo is coming to the distinct problem that a lot of the online um, search engine news kind of newsy 
people have, have problem have, and that's the Non-Googles. they don't they don't sell anything, right? They don't sell anything tangible. They, um, they don't they don't charge any money either, right? So like you can get all their services for free, basically. So it's a very like ad revenue kind of thing, which is you know more and more the ad revenue model is less and less you know productive from a monetary standpoint. So they need to switch into something else. So like Google, obviously, you know, branched out. They're making phones. They're making platforms. They've got you know internet servers. They've got things that can bring tangible profits, right? Microsoft obviously has the things that they sell. So Yahoo needs to take that money that they get from this sale and then make sure something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they gotta make some kind of Yahoo investment to make, or buy either buy up another company that makes money or start their own division to make money. Like Yahoo, I mean, they're they're kind of behind. I don't think you can make like a Yahoo phone or a Yahoo whatever, but they gotta do something. So Yahoo's been failing miserably for a while now. So it gives a lot of investors a lot of hope that they'll uh, have the influx of cash ready to do something good. So. Real quick word about Alibaba. Surprise, surprise! Big Chinese companies selling fake shit online. Really? Yeah, that's. Are they trying Chinese to pass it off? Regulators as... came out. Well, it's not like Alibaba selling it. They have like a their own eBay site where you sell your own stuff, but just rampant like people selling knockoff Gucci bags and yeah. all this kind of shit. And that that put a dent in their stock. I mean, fourteen percent drop. I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, the problem was they they were audited. And um, so I guess it says a lot for my industry I work in, but they got audited and it this got slipped through. So hopefully so Yahoo sold it before that huge drop because <laughs> that would fucking suck. Yeah. If they didn't. Well, I mean, it was a drop from like one ten to eighty nine, which is pretty That's fucking a lot of money. Yeah, thirty dollars a share. Um, I am. So so do you guys? In your opinion, Ken, um, Amazon started out pretty shitty, trading at ten dollars ten dollars a share. Uh, now Amazon is worth four hundred and fifty, no less than that, three fifty a share now. Do well, you think? And they, oh, and they had like a twelve percent jump on they Friday did because of their, their earnings statement. Do you think that Alibaba is going to wind up in Amazon territory someday? Um, I could Steve's see just it. asking, do should I buy shares now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, should honestly, people buy shares now? Honestly, it just it, what's tough about Alibaba since it's a Chinese company is that like you don't know like if it's a clean company like if everything is going right then i would i would you know it's basically an american company yeah well (laughs) the thing is if it was an american company you wouldn't have the like alibaba's advantage is that its user base is six times larger than amazon's google's and like yahoo's put together you know because there's just so many damn people in china like that is its advantage Uh, it can get that really is all it is huh I don't know about beating Amazon and those other people combined. Amazon's all over the place. Yeah, but I, in, ter- in terms of pure users, though, like there's there. I'll be basically to look that up. If if all things are maxed out, like maybe not six times, but if all things are maxed out, like Alibaba has more reach, you know, and that's really what it comes down to with all these companies. Eventually, like who, the more the bigger your user base, the more revenue you're gonna get. And yeah. so if they're based in China, but the problem is if like. A, you know, next year they find a whole like corruption scam, right? Or, or something goes wrong, then like the stock's gonna pull even more because no one's gonna be able to trust it. So, yeah, I would say it's a good investment if you are willing to risk the fact that it it's a well-run company. And I I haven't looked into it enough, but I would say from a pure like just in a vacuum, like it's a good. I think it's a good investment because it, you know, has got a huge user base. It's got different revenue streams. It's got tangible income. The income was lower than people had expected. That's a part of why the profit earning um, 
that's probably why the stock dropped too, not just the corruption charges. Yeah. So, but that's still a very you know it's still very strong. And there's also the issue of the Chinese economy. You have to think like they're down to single digit growth now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the Chinese economy is going to slow down to the point where, like, not a lot of people use that. Then, like, that could be an issue. But I don't. I mean, the Chinese economy was going to slow down anyway, so that's not really a big issue for me. So, I think that it would be a good investment. But I personally, like, I'm just not sure if I would right now, just because of it's well, like things tough, are going cause... fucking crazy right now. Like, I invested a lot of my money in my 401k, and every day I'm either like up a hundred bucks or down a hundred twenty or yeah. something. <laughs> it's a lot more. Well, and it's different too because it's Amazon came out. We make these big things like oh Amazon Netflix. They all start at ten dollars. Well, they all got um, the, the the stock is built into stock is information about their price, right? Like it, it's I'm sorry the the price of a stock is based on the information that people have, and they price that into the stock. So obviously, like with Amazon sort of being the first of its kind, you know, it, same thing with Netflix how it started so low is because it was the first of its kind a lot of times those stocks like if you're the first person to do something your stocks really aren't usually priced very well you know yeah it's it's hype hype prices instead of like well researched and understood so so alibaba like came out but we've seen other there's a lot of comparisons to make there are a lot of comps that people can make so the price that it came out with is probably a pretty good price for its overall company's net worth does that make any sense like if amazon were to have ipo'd today with the same status as they did when they first came out i think that their initial stock would have been selling would have started at like 150 you know what i mean like it would have started a lot higher if that makes any sense whereas like it started at 10 obviously now it's at 400 so and you know amazon made a lot of different moves that bumped it to 400 when it first came out you know no one you know you are you predict that it's going to grow and that you can press that in, but like Amazon bought a lot of different proprietary technologies and a different a lot of different warehouses and situations after it, it IPO'd, and that increased the stock even more. You know, so yeah, it, it, that's what's so tough about playing the stock market sometimes is that you don't know all this stuff. You know, I mean, I would just say for any strong, reputable company that has high sales and does a lot of transactions, it's usually good investment. Um, the good things to invest in, to be honest. So. Well, Alibaba did on, so there's this thing called Singles Day in China, and it falls on November 11th every year. And it's basically where single people get together and celebrate the fact that they're single. It's like reverse Valentine's Day, basically, in China. Alibaba we need one of those over here. We do. But, but uh, Alibaba did $9 billion in sales on that single day. In mm-hmm. 24 hours, they did $9 billion in sales. Well, when you think about it, though, that's, that's everyone in China buying $10 gift. That's you know? still... <laughs> well, like... that's, the, that's the power of the... But that's what I'm saying. That's the power of their user base. Their user base is so huge. Yeah, you know? I mean... Like, shit, maybe Amazon I'm going to buy 10 shares just for shits. I'm, I mean, if uh, with the money that I'm probably going to be getting here for my tax return in this NFL gig, I think I'm going to start entering into the stock market, and I'm going to get a few shares of Alibaba because I just... I feel like it's probably going to be selling... It's going to get up to like three three hundred dollars not not anytime soon but in a few years i'm gonna use your enthusiasm to buoy my fears of risk and then go buy it after you leave today <laughs> so um i think i think what'll happen is it'll probably go up i think you might be able to get like a 50 percent increase like return but i don't think it's ever going to become the margins that 
you would have gone on like investing in Apple. Yeah. Or investing in like Netflix. Yeah, I mean nothing nothing that you buy at ninety dollars can you ever get that level of return except for maybe Google, which at one point I think traded for a thousand dollars a share or something absolutely insane like that. So I just I just don't think that the markets are in that mode right now. But I I you know, if you're willing to take a little risk, I think Alibaba would be a good investment, to be honest. So So are you saying we're in a bear market right now? Well, Kevin. things probably are turning that way. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Although, oil did know. just rally a little bit. So. It did, as you can see by the ten cent increase at the pumps around here. Yeah, in a day. I keep thinking, I keep thinking that the economy is going to go into like a big recession eventually, but it hasn't happened yet. So we'll see if I'm uh, correct or not on that. Well, I, I mean, don't... that's the thing is, it's weird that there's so much volatility in the stock market right now when we've had like really solid job gains. Like, even though growth of the economy is not, not what people were expecting, it was still 2.6%. That's pretty good, considering we were at, like, 0.1% three yeah. years ago. I think people just don't know what to do, because we've got these looming issues that I think will cause a recession. But, but they're still looming. We don't, we don't <laughs> come exactly, exactly, down yet. exactly. So that's, that's for me. I'm sitting here going, like, uh, like, I sit here going, well, I think a recession is going to come of some sort. Not it doesn't have to be big, but A, I think interest rates are gonna have to rise eventually. Like, well, I just, Fed said it's gonna happen like they later have to. this year. Although like uh, this was the first year where inflation really started to get a little not like scary, but it's, it's like the signs that like inflation's were is getting too high has kind of cropped up and like this we have you can just look at the past. Like in the past this happened with like Reagan or was it Carter? But basically, inflation got too large, and they basically the Fed jacked interest rates up like crazy and forced. It was a self-inflicted recession. Yeah, but you have to do that to make sure hyperinflation doesn't occur. So um, that's going to happen. On top of that, we have all the student loan stuff. So people are and the housing market's still not completely recovered. So you've got all these people coming out of school without like with all this debt, right? And yeah, so they're not going to have money. negative net worth. <laughs> so they're going to have all this money that they can't spend, right? Or they're not going to want to spend. Or So either people aren't going to spend more money because they have all this debt, or people will spend the money even with the debt, but then um, the Default debt, the, the, people who, the, the companies that own all the debt will collapse, right? Eventually, right? If they don't get if they don't get the return on the, the money they put in, all the debt's going to, you know, it's going to be like how the insurance failed, right? We're going to Well, good. I would love to see Sally because May. Because you don't want money, so eradicated and then yeah. my fucking loan go back to the department of education where it belongs yeah but, but then the problem case, is, you... is all those debt companies fail and then you've got a problem that too big to fail problem happens again and yeah long story short i think there those problems are looming i think that the the a lot of the markets are tied with china and asia slowing down so much like i feel like if we were to see, like Europe crashed and we had a big stock drop for a while, I feel like if Asia were to like somehow go into like a big oh, yeah. recession, we're dying. Like <laughs> our 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 stocks would just start to plummet too. Well, know? so we have. Sorry, go ahead, Ken. Oh, keep on. All right, you go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, I guess from an investment standpoint, now that I'm doing this, with now I actually know that I have to invest my own fucking money. I'm trying to like understand network effects for things that can happen to affect your investment. If you're someone who sees a recession on the horizon, what is your investment plan? Pull out into cash, get in bonds? Like, what's the... What would you do? Um, or just keep buying as normal and say, fuck it, say. cheap stocks. Like I, like, I, like I said, like it's all cyclical. So, I mean, first of all, anyone who has spare money, and I think like you got a 401k, like you should invest it 
do something that's market based. Do an index. Do a spider. Do oh, an that's ETF. That's what I've been doing. And ETF? eventually, mm-hmm. you just know that even if you're buying, because like, what do you do? Just not invest. Like, you might as well invest now. You need to invest as soon as you can and keep building that that uh, portfolio up and keep building the money in that account. And eventually, just don't look at it at like, oh well, the recession might hit, so I'm gonna lose money. I'll wait till the recession hits and then I'll invest. Just invest your 401k, do your ETF stuff, invest there, because like in 60, 70 years, like the sort of like when you invest is not going to matter, right? All that matters is the compounding that happens. So you want more time on that, right? So yeah. the earlier you invest is more important with like a 401k. But I guess for me, what I would say is I'm like, like just your own stock investments. Like I would, I'm kind of standing pat right now. And then my goal is to save up some money and then have a little stash. And then when the recession does hit, I'm going to buy shit like crazy, you know? Yeah. That's sort of That's, what I've been thinking too. I'm glad we're on the, the same page. But the the question is like, obviously, if you're saving, like I'm sitting on five Gs and I'm saving to invest when the market goes down, so that I can kind of get in when it's low. Well, if it doesn't happen for like three years, right? That could have been five thousand. You could have made money on. So yeah. it's kind of like the tough so, part. So for yeah. someone like me, then who I don't have anything in the stock market, but I'm thinking about getting in this year. Do you think I should just get in now and take the you recession? You always when it have comes? more benefit getting in now, just from dividends. It's time in market, not time Dep- in the market. Well, it depends on what you do. Like an index or like a 401k is different because that's so much more about just the general growth of the economy. That has nothing to do with like, yeah, like for if you're just saying like, I just want to miss an Apple today, go. Like, I, I don't know. Like that's that's so volatile. Like, I, you know. Well, but you don't have to. I mean, I would, like, Steve could take some money and put it into like Fidelity's energy ETF or something. That's what, yeah, no, whatever. and I would. And it's but like a thirty dollar stock right now, and it went up like point one two percent on Friday or something. So, yeah. but Steve, Steve made it sound like he wanted to invest in like Alibaba itself. You know, like he well, I will buy Alibaba, like... but I'm just saying, like I've got, let's say, I have fifteen hundred dollars right now. Should I wait till the recession hits, or should I get in now? Well, it, if you right now, if you you don't have a savings, uh, some kind of like savings vehicle, is. right? Yeah. Uh, no. Not is this money that's separate from so, a like, savings I, account of I, liquid I, cash that you have, or is this right? Your savings account. I'm saying if I had the, if I had 1500 liquid cash, I don't. But if I did, no, I'm saying you don't have a, you don't have a stock, you don't have a retirement fund, right? No, not yet. I would say right now that you should go and open a Roth IRA and put yes. the max amount of money you can for this year. I think it's like seven thousand dollars is the the max. So I would go and I'd open the Roth IRA and dip all of that into there. And every year I'd put the max amount of Roth IRA money as I could until you start working in your normal job and then open your 401k there and just roll it over because the, the, the power of these retirement accounts isn't really like the day-to-day growth of the market the power of these retirement accounts is that you have um non-taxed income sitting in these accounts that are getting compounding interest or compounding returns and that's really what matters so like three years like between the ages if you so a person starts their 401k retirement fund at like 25 versus someone starts it at 28, depending on like how much money you're putting in, but say that you over time were able to amass and put in like $200,000 or like, like I think the average for an average blue collar person is like $500,000 over. Well, that's like know, the certain, suggested like retirement amount to have for like a, yeah. a family. If, if you were to put that in, like the, the person that started at 25 would probably have like $150,000 more than the person that put it in at 28 just because maybe not that much more but like we're talking at least like 10 to 20 you know 10 percent, 20 percent you know more because of that extra three years yeah that extra three years because your money's gonna be largest at the end right yeah so um when 
you're really getting a lot of return on your money in the in the bulk years when you have like accumulated a lot of money. Like I'm getting like almost nothing because I have nothing in the account right now. But eventually, when it gets big, it's gonna be like this. It's like a snowball effect, you know. So you want to have that thing snowballing as long as you can. So. So Ken, do you have a Roth and a 401k? Um. Yeah, I do. Okay, so I've I've been looking into getting a Roth, but you just said roll four one k over into a Roth, and I'm like, what I the stopped, fuck? Well, I stopped uh, contributing. We op- we opened it when I well the thing is to 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 have a Roth you need to work, or and or like have some kind of like I don't know you don't have to work but you just have to have like constant income going in and stuff like that and so like for me I didn't have my own income when I was younger so like my parents only opened one up. Um, but like, I, I only had it for like two years. I didn't, I only put like $2,000 into it, I think. So it really is not a major account, but like you can put money into a Roth and put it in there and then just stop and it'll keep collecting all your return, you know? And then, well, so is um, a Roth still an individually apportioned and allocated account or is it like just, you're putting it into a Roth IRA, which is already a specific basket of other securities or something that grows on its own? Yeah, you have a Roth account, you can have a 401k, and they're separate accounts that have money invested in separate things. But what you can do is if you want to, depending on the type of company you're at, you can take your Roth, and then you can roll it into your 401k. Or you can take the money in there and basically just, like, transfer it. That, there's some kind of fee associated with it, right? Yeah, I Like, you, you'd get taxed probably when it comes out, but you could put it into your 401k if you wanted to. Or I you thought, can just keep I thought it, it separately. would be the other way around, because 401k is pre-tax, right? And then Roth is post-tax. Yeah, there's there's some there's some kind of calculation in there, but long story short, you want to roll it into the one that's bigger and that's getting that's going to last longer, you know. Yeah. So, so or as, you just keep it separate. There's no harm in that. So, as pertains specifically to the stock market, though, if a person has like fifteen hundred dollars, should they invest in the stock market or should they invest in an in an IRA? Well, so pay? here, Steve, the bigger thing is is that fifteen hundred dollars like your life savings where it's all you have, or you have like. Two thousand in a savings account, and you're just looking to invest money. If you have two thousand in a savings account, and you're okay. looking to invest yeah. money. I mean, it it would behoove you to start a retirement account or something. I would think more than just trying to play the stock market. Yeah. You you want to look at as a, at an investment as a long term process. Yeah. It's not something where you're like, yeah. I want to put fifteen hundred dollars on this ten dollars stock. I hope it's seven hundred three days. Well, but know? if you have so if you have like two thousand dollars in savings, and then you have fifteen hundred in just extra cash. Should you if take you got that? money, so it's basically you're saying if you have money to burn, you want to play with it. What should I do? Yeah, if you want to play with it in the investment world. Yeah, should I in stocks? Should, yeah, should I or just in stocks or like we're talking just about in stocks? Investment. Should you go in now or should you wait for the recession? Wait, of course. Um, I mean, I would say for me, I just take fifteen hundred bucks, put in a couple of fucking ETFs or something, and be fine. It, it, but, this goes to the deeper issue of like investing in general, but it kind of depends on how, like, how you invest. Like if you're Joe Schmo and you just are gonna like you want to put in some money like I think at, at any time you can do that that's fine but like in general like the best kind of like investments like if I'm making a portfolio for myself that's outside of a, a brokerage firm because I want to target specific kinds of entities you the way you make a portfolio is you have a bunch of different companies that balance each other therefore like you all your risk isn't like all just up on one stock. So, like, if you put all your money in Apple, if Apple does poorly in that one year or that five years, you can lose all your money, right? Yeah. So you can people who invest in stocks, they build portfolios. So you're going to buy an Apple, but you're also going to buy Microsoft. So when Apple goes down, usually that means Microsoft is going up. I mean, that's not necessarily true, but I'm saying like you do stuff like that, and overall it nets to like a positive net return. So like, even though like 
80% of your stocks are going, you know, you have 20% of your stocks going down, but 80% going up, but it's all meant to balance each other. It's called diversifying your risk. That's what it's called. Um, it's a process. And so, you know, like if you're just gonna, if you're not going to diversify, you're not making like a real portfolio, like then anytime's fine to go in and, and build some, yeah. or then like I would hold off if you're not going to build a real portfolio and just like, you know, the, the stocks go low until you you know there's a crash that happens and it's just really that's like that's like a really good time to just make a good investment you know that's like the spur of the moment like, I, I just want to make a good investment right now stocks are really low let's wait for the recession if you're going to be like a long-term stock person who's still doing stocks outside of like a 401k but you want to actively trade it i would just you can start now but you'd have to do it right you know like yeah, do it the portfolio do it diversified pay a lot of you know, money like, I just wanna... to fucking trade too yeah but like you know like i could do so like one thing um, I've been thinking of doing is doing a, uh, a large cap dividend fund and not a fund, but because, but like a large time dividend cap portfolio for myself. And so what you do is you would look at all the companies that are listed and I would filter it. You know, you have a lot of data, but I would try to filter it based on the top, like, like 100 companies. Right. And then I would buy it like a single stock in all, all of those. And what I would do is my goal would be to get dividends off of each of those because I, you know, like I've, when I was in school, that was like a model that someone showed me that I thought looked really interesting. And then basically anytime, a, you know, every month, every time you do, you run the same report, anytime the, a company from the 100 drops out, you sell it. Anytime a company that was below 100 comes back, like goes up, you buy it. So you're always keeping that top 100, you know? So you're like constantly nice. selling and buying and then you wait and basically see if that gets you returns. And a lot of the returns on those companies are predicated on dividend return, you know? And you'd put that back in the portfolio and let it go. And I had a professor that did that, and he was saying he was getting like 12% returns. So, and he originally just made it for his mother because you know she wanted something safer, which is kind of contrast to maybe putting a lot of money in like a growth stock. You know, like the really small things everyone keeps thinking of because those things are actually really risky, even though they get your returns sometimes. Yeah. So like if you're gonna do something like that, you can start any time with that. You know, because the market's gonna come and go. But you know, even the market goes up, you know, you'll still have that protection of diversification. You know, but. Very good. That's a lot of it's a lot of financial mumbo jumbo. But long story. Well, welcome to short, the conversations we have I'm all the time, would. viewers. Yeah. So I, wait, long would, story short, you would or would not? I, long story short, I guess I would wait at least for maybe um, the the a lot of the at least right now the, a lot of the markets gets will get set uh, in like March ish. The expectation for the market, and I would wait there. And then, so if you, I just have an itch to go, I'd wait till March, see what the outlook is for this year. And if it looks reasonable, then I would invest. But if not, like me, like I'd, I'd lean like 70% hold on to it. But if the outlook in March is okay, then like go for it if you're so dying to invest in something. Because all the financial statements for the year are coming in right now. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have your leaders. So I think like uh, GM, um, Apple, I think. A couple of companies, they, they, they file early. So they'll file in February. And Alcoa. For the year. <laughs> Alcoa for the, full, for the full year, and that'll give you an outlook of like how they did for the prior year, and that's that's expert. So like after March, like all the major companies should have their financials in, and you'll have the data, and then people analyze. Will be like, well, eighty percent of all the, you know, big companies had lower revenue, you know, returns than they thought in the last year. That usually like can kind of tell you the outlook for the rest of the year. So a lot okay. of people are seeing that come out of Q four right now, though too. Right, like people having to downgrade profit estimates and all this, just a mess. Yeah, just so. a mess. All right, in entertainment news, Patriots and Seahawks in the Super Bowl today. Actually, in does like anyone two care? Two hours. 
Does anyone I'm gonna care? Watch it. I love this. Only can. I love sports. No. Only can. Right. Thirty-three percent of America. Yeah. Well, if we're taking this Steve, as a sample with an error well, so plus Steve, or minus thirty-three <laughs> percent. Let me say, but let me say something. Steve would have watched this if the Broncos were, or if the Colts were, Colts or Broncos were in that game. So, yes, definitely. Steve, um, I think, counts as like a twenty percent number. So this is not thirty-three percent. This is like forty-eight percent. I uh, like. I find it somewhat interesting, but I re- I don't like either team. That's the thing. I don't like the Patriots because they cheat. I don't like the Seahawks because their they co- head coach also cheats, and they beat the Broncos last year. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, who who are your picks? I think Seattle wins. If I were a betting man, this one I've been getting more interested in actually is uh, sports gambling. So the line right now is is Patriots plus three or uh, uh, Patriots minus three. So. I would actually bet on the Seahawks, and I'd put 100 bucks down. And I think when they win, I'd make some money. Addison, but, who's your pick? I will pick Seahawks just because I like Seattle, and I don't know where the Patriots are from, but I don't fucking care because it's not Seattle. Boston. Boston. Yeah, well, the, the, yeah Boston. of course Seattle then. Tom Brady. Brady. Boston. <laughs> Boston. Uh, and I I really don't care, but I'm tempted to pick the Patriots because I want the Seattle's. I don't want the Seahawks to win two back-to-back. I, uh... I don't want to see that happen, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, I don't know. If Are I'm you going to watch gonna... it? Uh, Kimmy and I were going to go to my work and probably watch it before I head into downtown to do the Super Bowl thing tonight. Um, so I'll probably catch like. Well, so what you're going to want is you're going to want the Seahawks to win because, based on what I'm seeing here, like eighty percent of the fans that travel for this game are from Seattle. So if their team wins. You know they're going to party hard. And they're going to tip like and they're tip motherfuckers. Well, remember, I'm only so. dealing with the NFL employees who don't care either way. They just they are they've already you made their say money. That, but but the thing is, is if the Seattle fans lose, <laughs> you can't see Addison's extreme windmill going right now, <laughs> or more like a wheat churner. <laughs> but um, the thing is, is if Seattle loses, then the fans are going to drink even harder because they'll be so depressed. Well, but they'll drink even but harder they and riots. <laughs> yeah, and there'll be riots. And God. I'll have to pull out my newly furnitured AK and shoot some motherfuckers. There? I mean, it's crazy. Like, some of the people that are like, like this place is just all Seattle fans right now. I saw a truck completely done up in Seattle colors, which means that motherfucker drove from Seattle to Arizona and hung out. And I saw it, like, yesterday. And so the guy's probably been in town for a little while. That. I will never He's, do He that. spent like at least $10,000 on a ticket to the Super it Bowl, then the, drove from Seattle to Arizona in his Seahawks truck. I Hold on. I want to sh- – it's online somewhere, but they uh, they had a rally for Seahawks fans at um, the Diamondback Stadium. Mm-hmm. And the place, there's a picture of it overhead, and the place is fucking packed. Mm-hmm. It is so crazy. Like – the entire like the entire infield of the diamond is just covered with people. So like they're saying like all these people traveled from Seattle. It's ridiculous. There are so many Seattle people in Phoenix right now. Damn. Well, it'll be interesting. It's certainly a good boost for the local economy. And uh... actually, they say that we're probably gonna lose money on the Super Bowl. You think? Mm-hmm. How so? Just because yeah. of all the refurbish like the work that we've had to do. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you have to say who you have to. It depends on who you're talking to, but the mayor of Glendale thinks that they're losing money right now on the Super Bowl. Although, like, you have to think, like, long-term reputation for the city, it's probably better. Like, obviously, for, like, your work, it's better for them, you know? Yeah. But I think, like, overall economy, I actually think that, yeah, the money they put in to host and build all the infrastructure and do all that stuff, I think it's costing them more money than they're technically pulling in. It's a PR investment, basically. 
It's crazy the shit that they're building downtown, dude. They have, like, a huge football. Like, not like an inflated football. A fucking sculpture of a massive football that they had put that's, like, two stories high that's in downtown well, Phoenix. Well, isn't it good that one person's art degree finally paid off? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. The stuff that they're building for this is insane. So, it should be interesting. Um, again, I don't really care. I don't care about either team. Well, interestingly enough, your next point on here is deflate gate. So obviously yeah. you do care on some level. Well, that's we just... wouldn't even bother giving it more attention than it's already had. Well, I don't know if, we, if we're going to talk about deflate gate because we're running pretty far along as it is. We oh, can okay. skip that. Do we want to talk about deflate gate at all? I mean, it's kind of over. It's just a they didn't get joke. in trouble. No one cares. Well, they didn't get in trouble. Should have. Should have gotten, gotten in, in trouble. trouble. Even when John McCain comes out and is like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> you know that something un- untoward has happened, but yet the NFL is, for all intents and purposes, uh, like completely unable to be touched organization. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, Alright, let's move on. Nerdy stuff. No Game of Thrones book 6 in 2015. Good. 20, I hope he dies before he finishes the series. You would. those books suck. Well, I enjoy those books. Ken, what do you it think took, about this? Oh, it's surprising me. I read, not to be that guy, like the indie book hipster, but I read Game of Thrones, obviously, before like all the shit got big. I read it, I read the last book, uh, or the fourth book, when I was in high school. And I actually remember finishing it in that computer class I had with you, the networking class, Addison. Oh, Cisco? Were you like, Cisco, I, had it in the, I read, finished in the Cisco class. But I was like a senior in college, and it came out like after I graduated. Like the fifth, the fifth book, last one came out after I graduated <laughs> college. So there was like a six or seven year window God. between me reading the fourth book and the fifth book. So the oh, fact it's just that it's like what's his face, Rothfuss never comes out with his new fucking books in a reasonable time. So I mean, he's he's going on year three, so we'll see. But basically, like if all trends hold true, like I, you know, if we'll this be book 30 comes out, win books. <laughs> yeah, if this book comes out in five more years, it wouldn't surprise me. So I'm not. I after reading the last book, I was just like, I'm not getting my hopes up that this is going to come out for a while. So. Yeah, and he has kind of said that if he dies, he doesn't want it to be continued. So, we'll see. Said, I was hoping the show would spur him into. He said when he died, overdriving he didn't want it. Anyone to fit, pick? Yeah, well, he uh, Jordan Morris said if he dies, so like Robert Jordan was kind of like another big guy in the field, and he had like a really huge Wheel of Time series that was going God. on, and yeah. he he died. It was on book eleven, and it ended up being fourteen books, and they chose someone to finish writing for him. That was Sanderson, right? And, and that was Sanderson, and they want him to do that. I think George R. R. Martin has said that he doesn't want people to Polluting his fucking so he, great work. So if he so if he dies, it's it's done. Like, we'll just never know. So, which would be a shame, but I'm I'm a little apathetic towards the series right now, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what... what, what uh... I just kind of wish Hollywood would wait until the series is over to make a series uh, like a, a TV series out of it because I I don't know I just don't think that my like excitement for stuff could hold up if I'm like watching it all again yeah but say la um let's see what about you Steve what do you think um you I'm a little like? disappointed that we're not going to see it this year uh but, but surprised but no I'm not surprised okay. I'm not I'm no, not surprised the... at all I, I would like to see it this year because, I mean, at this point, it's been two or three years since the last book. Yeah, and we'll see. I'm I'm excited. The fifth book was a little bit boring. I, I It was a slog for me, especially the first half. Um, 
But the show's still growing strong, and the show is fucking phenomenal. It's so good. I love it. Like the first half of the first season. So. Yeah. The weird thing is going to be that the, the show is very quickly going to catch up to the books. The show's that's already going into like. Well, that. and that's that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm wondering. I, I was thinking that the show would put pressure on George R. R. Martin to, you know, speed it up so he doesn't catch up. So yeah. we'll see. Maybe he, maybe he'll write this book in three years or four years instead of seven. Yeah, but it's a good year. For, it's a this year's a good year for books. Like if you are into fantasy books, there's actually a lot of big name fantasy books are coming out. So I'm still digging deep into into the Expanse series, and I'm fucking loving it. I so saw much. that trailer, and I'm sorry to say, it actually looks like crap. What? Why? Yeah, it's a lot of the people who they have for actors in there. I've seen in other stuff, and they're not great. It's mm. all, of course, did you know that in order to be cool in the future, you have to have a super comb-over mohawk, and that's the only way you can have your hair? Because that was pretty much everyone in that fucking trailer. That's true, yeah. Who wasn't a main character, who is wearing a fucking fedora. That's, so, that, no, well, he's I wearing, that is, that's this. a pork pie hat, sir. Doesn't matter. Because that's what Miller wears. Don't wear a hat in space. Why not? Wear a helmet that gives you oxygen. <laughs> Well, but you're in space and on an asteroid. Not good enough. That's right. a Velociraptor T-Rex I can yes, see right here. All right, so uh, the Jurassic World antagonist dinosaur is named Indominus Rex. People will know Indominus from God. And Addison is about to get a serious dinosaur boner because I read this story last night and it is name, the best. Name, Look at that. Name meaning indomitable, fierce, or untamable king. king. Um... Origin from the Hammond Creation Lab. So, so this is the description that they give. So, for, first of all, the Jurassic World website is ridiculous. They it's really good. One they have world. built a website that makes it seem like there is a functioning park somewhere in the Pacific Ocean that has dinosaurs in it. I mean, it looks real. Like they have like a park capacity well, it meter. Looks like it's made to times. be on a fucking tablet too. Yeah, like it's very Windows Eight reminiscent. Yeah. So, um, they. So the the description they give is we set out to make Indominus the most fearsome dinosaur ever to be displayed at Jurassic World. The genetic engineers at our Hammond Creation Lab have more than delivered. At first glance, Indominus most closely resembles a T-Rex, but its distinctive head ornamentation and ultra-tough bony osteoderms can be traced from theropods known as abelosaurs. Indominus's horns have been placed above the eye orbit through genetic material hybridized from Carnotaurus or Carnotaurus Majungasaurus, Rugops, and Gigantosaurus. Fearsome indeed. Indominus's roar is estimated to reach 140 to 160 decibels, the same as a 747 taking off and landing. That's like shooting a gun next to someone's head. And it can reach speeds of 30 miles per hour while confined to its enclosure. Come experience Indominus Rex for yourself beginning of the summer, if you dare. This thing looks so... Yeah, even re- just oh the silhouette of it looks like it's going to be fucking radical. Yeah. This movie is going to be terrible, but I'm going to love it. It's going to be bomb. Yeah. I love how on the website, too, it, it's like the aggression index, and it's like aggression. Very high. Very high. high. <laughs> yeah. Very high with a red circle around it. But, I mean, this this website is like... You can get the Raptor Pass. You can, like... Like, what's happening? Fresh baked churros at 3.30. I'm excreting. It's sad that people spent all this time for no fucking reason. Why can't other websites have this much time put into them and look this nice? It's it's crazy. I mean, it's like, 
they have a whole section dedicated to John Hammond. John Hammond, the, even the actor this, who played that guy was such a fucking boss. Yeah, he I was. I love that guy. So, I mean, all of it is like, you can meet Mr. DNA at 3.12 p.m. Park capacity is currently 96%. Oh, Dude, I wish I wish this was real. I, uh, so I do I. I, I would be. never go there. I'd be. I mean, I, I wish it was real, real, but you know, you know that there's going to be some fucking. I guess if it was real, and I would, I would go just to see like the vegetarian dinosaurs, like oh, a Brachiosaurus, the largest land animal that's ever lived. Yeah, that's cool. The moment you put teeth and claws and shit on something that can move thirty miles an hour and all this shit, like God. you're asking. For disaster. 40 feet tall, 10 stories tall, and runs 30 miles per hour. 40 feet is not 10 stories. That is. That's four stories, son. Four stories, sorry. Yeah. yeah no, I 10 was stories like, 100 like, 10 stories. Four, four feet a story? <laughs> yeah, it's like, ugh, one story house. Door, a dwarf house. Midgetsville. <laughs> That's like a hobbit home. But the, um, I mean, the, just if you, like, look at the enclosure, they have a picture of the enclosure, like... That's what the enclosure is supposed to look like for that creature. You see the stands oh on the right of the And they look like they're engineered to be like... Eh. It looks like a Quidditch <laughs> like stadium is what it looks like. In. Oh, man. Did you know that the Indominus teeth are constantly being replaced? A genetic distinction... A genetic That's distinction a shark thing. Common to all theropods as well as nearly all sharks. Yeah. It's terrifying. This movie looks so badass. Yeah, I'm super it's going to be a fun one. All right, wrap up. It's wrap up time. We could talk about I Am Bread, but we don't, we're, we're running out of time. It's 2.30 already. Like Closing time. Doobie, doobie, doobie. Coming up, this shit is going to be up on iTunes as well as all of the podcasts can be on iTunes so you guys can subscribe there. Um, make sure you leave us a review. Five stars. Preferred. Preferred. Five to four. Only. Four or, yeah. Four if you're like, you know, I'm not sure. If you're not willing to commit all the way, but yeah. you still found it funny. Yeah, make Force sure the meet in the middle. Subscribe to get all the updates. Follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, everywhere. MySpace, ChristianSingles.com. No, <laughs> no, no, that was the one place I, I would go to FarmerSingles.com, but I don't want to go to ChristianSingles.com. Look up uh, Sack Incorporated on on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're there. Uh, go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe. We're about to start posting our first Let's Play of Baldur's Gate Sun Alliance Dark Alliance Large Titted Elf Maids Yes And uh, that is Sack Please Up Please come solely for the Large Titted Elf Hey whatever gets people coming That is Sack Up for this week I'm Steve I'm Addison And I'm Ken Sack Up Nerds Dun 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 dun
Yo. All right. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you let down. You go. Never gonna run around and hurt you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Thanks for rickrolling me, guys. That's what happens, bitch. You got. You just got rickrolled. I just got a rickroll. Oh, you got Hey, amigo. Where's your rickroll? Oh, yeah, I just got rickrolled. Hello, I'm welcome pretty... to Skype rickrolling services. I'm pretty sure Rick Astley is British, actually. A British black man? Impossible. Rick Astley's not black. Is he? Why? Oh, he is white, he's not isn't black he? black at all. Okay, whatever. He's really white. Okay. It's the whitest. <clears throat> well, it's white people gotta have something in this world. <laughs> and it's Rick yes. And it's Rick Astley. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, listen to his work album at work tomorrow, I think. Just come on with the ass. Just to, just to be part of something new. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. Those followers, they can be called the assers. We're gonna. I'm gonna introduce you guys today in using 1920s Steve announcer voice. What? Yeah, for uh-huh. the beginning. So instead of our usual welcome to sack up, it's gonna be 1920s Steve bringing you guys in. Sure. Are you ready? I, just go maybe with we it. should do one run first because I still am a little murky about what you're talking about. Okay. Well, basically, I'll I'll say your guys' names, and all you have to do is just say something. Okay. I yeah. wasn't sure if there was going to be name cues or anything like that. Yeah. All yep. Right. Rick Astley, born in Newton Newton Le Willows, Lancashire, East England. Lancashire. Lancashire or Lancashire. Lancashire. Where is that? Newton Newton Le Willows. Oh, Lancashire. 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 Yeah. Okay. Something like that. <sighs> Associated Acts, FBI. Stock, Eitkin, and Waterman. Waterman. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. 